Ayo, bad boys. Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast reminds you it's hip to be square. On an actually very special episode of Normies Like Us, we celebrate 50 episodes. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening, Normies. Ayo, bad boys. Ayo, bad boys. Ayo, bad girls. It's our 50th episode. The Big 5-0. My man. So the thing about Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Bloodborne. It's Mike. It's Colin. My name's Joe. Normies Like Us. When you buying Joe a Switch? <laughs> Ayo, bad boys. As mentioned before, it's our 50th episode. Guys, one year anniversary. We've done it. Hey. And today we're joined by a very special guest, Jacob Ebel. Uh, hey, good to be here, folks. Uh, wish us happy Normversary. Happy please. Normversary. Happy Norm birthday. I don't know what to say for 50 happy episodes, Norm day. but uh, happy Normie Norm day. day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as you know, you all know, it's Mike. It's Colin. Joe. And, and Jacob. That's right. So normies like us, podcast reminds us hip to be square. We've had 50 of these. We'll generally break down things niche to normie, but today I just want to catch up and look back on where we've been and look forward to where we're going. This is exciting stuff. We made it a year, guys, and I've loved every minute of it. 50 weird episodes, 50 interesting topics of us claiming what is in the pop culture zeitgeist still. Absolutely. Yeah, 50 episodes, uh, over 10,000 downloads. So thank you so much for your your listening, your your appreciation for what we're doing. We love you guys. Yeah, absolutely. We're actually on our way to 12,000, which is incredible. If I had a band and every time I put on a show, I got a couple hundred people to come out, that would blow my mind. So I'd be pretty thank you. That. That'd yeah, be great. That's why you maintain that MySpace page, Mike. <laughs> keep it living. Keep it live. So I want to ask you guys, it's been a little while. What you been up to? What you? Let's do a round 50 here. whatcha? List a off 50 whatcha. things that I'm doing right now? No. But Jacob, I want to hear whatcha whatcha. Oh, me. Um, well... Let's see. I just saw. I just saw Godzilla last night. Oh, gee. Yeah. I saw John Wick three, a couple maybe a week ago. Was it a week ago? Uh, I can't remember. Time is a flat circle. We're not really um, sure. You know, just uh, been doing a lot of stuff. Been watching a lot of Star Trek. Yeah, you have. Um, You've been whoa. telling me a lot. You're always, uh, hey, you seen this episode yet? Or oh yeah, yeah. I've been really been really into Star Trek. I've been binging. Um, well, I started on Next Generation. Was watching a bunch of that. And now I'm really into Deep Space Nine. I've just been watching a lot of that. So, all right, is this everybody's progression though? Everybody here started Next Generation, correct? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yes. Has everybody here seen Deep Space Nine? I have, yeah. And I'm the only one who hasn't. So, can I just uh. jump in real quick and say my latest Star Trek thing? Just, yeah. just to counterpoint you guys is, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of dumb podcasts. The Action Boys podcast recently mm-hmm. has been doing uh, summer blockbusters, lost summer blockbusters in the 90s. I just watched Wrath of Khan again. That was probably the oh, first boy. time I've seen that from a zillion years. Yeah. But you guys are so, you're just in these other generations, and I'm watching a guy with a toupee <laughs> take big, broad swings at people. Yeah. I don't know. Just break it down. What am I missing? No, what are you, you guys loving about Star the Trek? TNG and the Deep Space Nine, the DS9, um, it's just great, you know, like, Basically, I think TNG is still, I think, the best Star Trek because it's just like if you want the traditional like ship going around, getting into wacky adventures, that's the perfect show for you. They explore. Yeah. But Deep Space Nine is totally different in in a good way. And while I still think like TNG will always be like my favorite, like Deep Space Nine is like really good. And I think it's just a really good TV show. And it's much more you know, season arc compared to like the one-off episodes of TNG. Uh, Yeah. It's like um, TNG is you're on the wagon heading West into unexplored territory. And the deep space nine is you've set up your town. There's a sheriff and there's a crazy cast of characters rolling through. Yeah. 
So, so remind me post our episode though. This is after Next Generation, or it's a prequel. It yeah, starts uh, two seasons before TNG ends. So there's oh, a little it's the bit Buffy of overlap, Angel effect. And then it, it overlaps out. with TNG and Voyager because Voyager comes after Deep Space Nine, but it, it overlaps for. So a few what they years do is too. there's there's always that one to two seasons overlay period where you get a little bit. You know, you're still watching the one you love. Let us introduce the new one. We get Patrick Stewart. In, uh, a couple of in the first episode. Oh, my God. But you get, like, Q from TNG. You get, like, Deanna Troy's mom, Worf. who's, like, a reoccurring character. Worf. You get uh, Miles uh, O'Brien from, from Enterprise. But uh, I think that's really the golden era of Star Trek is the late 80s to uh, end of the 90s. Like, yeah. that kind of run of, like, TNG to Voyager is, like... Most people would consider, like, the best era of Star Trek. And I'll tell you, Jacob, you said that TNG will always be your favorite. I'd wait until you finish Deep Space Nine. I mean, I'm really liking Deep Space Nine. I felt that way, and then as soon as I finished DS9, I was like, wow, I really love that. Yeah. I think, um, and what's interesting is, like, so TNG, they kind of had a rule that, like, all the characters on the ship would always pretty much get along with each other, and they weren't so much, like, it wasn't so much about inner character drama of like wanting different things because they were always working together as a team F- fascinating Nine. television that's how you make fascinating no conflict that sounds great guys. but it, it is it's weird because star trek is a world where everyone just says how they're feeling and is like emotionally mature yeah so yeah you a, really don't have a lot of like when there's conflict it's like i'm mad at you for x y and z oh i realize how my actions affected you and i apologize right moving onward because it's an idealistic <laughs> you know post you know, it's a utopia. It's a post uh, post currency. Like they don't have currency and that kind of thing. But then Deep Space Nine, they in- they introduce like um, you know Ferengi and like different stuff like that. They kind of complicate matters, right? And Colin, I sell you a little bit on Deep Space Nine. You're a big Star Wars fan, right? So you get the the political intrigue of Star Wars with Deep Space Ooh, Nine. Don't tell me it's about trade. <laughs> Not about well, That's a little bit, but more interesting than the ones you know. And there's a fair amount of walk and talks down hallways if you're into that. Yeah. Oh wow. But towards the end of Deep Space Nine, you'll get into some incredible space battles that you know, in my opinion, in terms of the action and the 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 stakes. They they compare to any one of the space battles in Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. And I would even compare D- DS Nine to something like Game of Thrones, where you have different oh, factions all wanting different things. Because you have like the Cardassians and the Bajorans and the Klingons and the Romulans. They all want different things, right? And then there's the they Dominion, want control which is the wormhole. Thing. Yeah, there's the like wormhole. You know, it's like you got a good river or you know, yeah. good bri- you know, it's like it's, it's like a, uh, yeah, it's like an old west like port town. You know, everyone's got to come through there. Space too, right? Yeah, it's a wormhole that reaches uncharted space, yeah. and there goes on into the, the gamma quadrant, the which is the galaxy, millions of light years away. And then there's a an, a big existential force that comes in called the Dominion, which is from that faraway galaxy, and it's it's kind of an existential threat to all the existing races that we already know about, almost like a White Walker. Yeah, and I want to jump in real quick because you mentioned Game of Thrones. I am on season eight. Oh finished God. episode three. Normies. I almost, I really wanted to finish Normies, for this. Look at your dates right now. <laughs> Go back. Yeah. Say, wait, I just listened to episodes and I'm pretty sure they said Mike hasn't even started Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's when been did, a quick yeah. burn. Yeah, and you started season one, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. That's that's crazy. Oh, and that's just something that I think is great about normies like us. When we started this podcast, 
Mike had never seen an episode of Game of Thrones, and Jacob had never seen an episode of Star Trek. And here we are, 50 episodes later, uh, fandoms reversed. We're both yeah, we kind of traded and, and our, both our of our you, shows. You're not yep. cherry-picking, right? You're you're clean going through. You're not looking with, up writers saying the best episode. Actually, that's interesting, because with TNG, I skipped around a whole bunch, because oh, they're okay. all pretty much one-off episodes, so you can watch them really in any order. And oh, when really? they're two-parters, you yeah, know that they're two-parters. two-parters and sometimes so it'll be like cliffhangers at the end of seasons that... Get brought in okay, with it. You're with not a, doing that with Game of Thrones, though, Mike. No, 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 no. I watched it all sequentially. <laughs> but, but you're not doing that with Deep Space Nine, are you? Right. So TNG, I was skipping around. Deep Space Nine, I'm going in order, and because it's it's much more arc focused. Yeah, you so, have to do yeah. that with Deep Space Nine, especially after like the first season. I think like once they once they introduce the Dominion, it gets real crazy and, and good. Yeah. Cassie and I are on the final episode uh, of TNG, oh, which is interesting timeline-wise. If you're a big Star Trek fan, you know that the anniversary of that show ending was just a couple weeks ago, yeah. and we got our first look at the Picard teaser. And they're actually... Oh, that's right. And they're actually also making a documentary about um, Deep Space Nine 10 years later. Or really years cool later, stuff. So. There was a Kickstarter campaign for that for a long time. Yeah. And because, oh, I'm sorry, but just real quick, because it's like a unsung hero in that universe. Uh, it could have gone on for more felt. seasons, okay. probably. It originally, the, the documentary originally started because they wanted to restore the footage to HD. And then it just kind of evolved into something bigger. And the series kind of became more of like a, more of a fan favorite. Like once it had time to sit and in the streaming world, like it's gained more appreciation. Like I'm sure it's so hard following what was everybody's favorite. Yeah, it's really right? hard. Sure, to, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it got like the middle child syndrome. But now everybody's like, hey, buddy, you're good at painting. We're really proud <laughs> yeah. of you. Well, like, like, there yeah. are like I, racial, uh, you know, importance to this show. Like it's a black captain for the first time in Star yeah. Trek. Your main character is mm-hmm. is not a straight white dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, and then yeah, the first officer is a woman and also a Bajoran, so not a human. A Bajoran. Kind of... You guys keep saying that. What is a Bajoran? So basically, one of the planet. main conflicts of DS Nine. It's a planet. There's the <laughs> Bajorans and oh. the Cardassians. The Cardassians are basically oh, like okay. space Kim? Nazis. Kim's up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Cardassians. The lizard and people. And they occupied <laughs> the planet Bajor for like 50 years in a sort of like a Holocaust type of uh, situation. And so the Bajoran, so it's all, but then. You guys are giving me the nitty gritty. <laughs> Give me goofy looks. Are we talking bald heads, you know? Bajorans basically look human, but they have okay. ridges on their noses and they wear like cool earrings. That's kind yeah. of warfish. They're very religious. A little bit, but Klingon. way more human-y than that. Like it's seriously just a couple ridges on the yeah, they basically, bridge yeah, of the nose. Almost Ooh. identical to humans. They just Ooh, kind of ears. like um, the Orville. The, the yeah, Jaina very lady. much like that. Interesting. Yeah. And then the Cardassians are kind of weird looking lizard guys. They're like I, they're Armenian, dude. You cannot say that. Yeah, they are. They are what they are, and a lot of people find them beautiful. They have giant, yeah. Yeah, when Kanye shows up, I when think. Kanye yeah, goes yeah. up into the spaceship, yeah. I'm a god. Um, and we've done a whole episode on Star Trek too, so be sure to go back and listen. But of the new things, I'm sure we will be talking about the Picard series. I've still yet to dive into um, Discovery, you know, except for the first season. I haven't seen the second season yet. So there's a lot more Star Trek coming down the line, and maybe sometime around the hundredth episode, there will be even more of that going on. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that the we had the Golden Age. Maybe this is the Bronze Age of uh, Star Trek returning. Yeah, and I haven't been too into Discovery, but I did read. I won't spoil it here, but the end of season two kind of sets up a really interesting direction that they're going in in the next season, and that kind of got me interested to check it out. And Star Trek generally takes two seasons to find its footing, and if they do accomplish what 
what I understand the direction is, then yeah, we may be in store for some good Star Trek coming up. And I guess that's the final thing I want to say on mm -hmm. Star Trek. We uh, love we Star have Trek. A, we have a whole episode. I'm going to try. But just, just, just hang in there, Colin. If you start it and it's a little bit slow, give it a season. You're going to get hooked, I promise. There are Vulcans still. I mean, would oh, I yeah, recognize yeah. the things that I know? All the iconography is essentially the same, just updated a little bit. Yeah, and they add new species that kind of take over from like, like in the old ones, you had Vulcans and Klingons were kind of the main ones. Here, we kind of already have explored them a lot, although there is still a lot of Klingon it's stuff. It's pretty Klingon heavy at times. Yeah. yeah, they'll just show up as established characters. Though. You guys say that. The main things that I'm looking for are, are there Russian dudes? Are there Scottish <laughs> dudes? Are there Japanese dudes? French. We got Bajorans and Cardassians. I hope that's the, enough. And the alien prosthetics have never been better in, in Deep Space Nine, I don't think, but... Um, and I don't think they yeah. ever get better, to be honest. Yeah. That's pretty much the pinnacle for me. But uh, I, Colin, I don't know if you should start out with DS9 or TNG, but uh, kind of, I think all comes down to your personal preference of what kind of show you like. I would say TNG, and then you'll you'll learn how to appreciate yeah. DS9. Watch some classic episodes of TNG. TNG, I've seen some of those movies, so at least I know who Picard is. But yeah, the movies are bad. The, the yeah. movies aren't as good as the show. But and, you guys miss, I mean, data pops up. In Deep Space Nine, no, in Worf two does. episodes, Worf and does. those are two okay. of my favorite. I was gonna episodes. say you miss these characters. Worf becomes that... a main character, and and Miles O'Brien, who was like a minor character in TNG, becomes a main character. In I would say, like, if I had to make my dream team, it would be mostly Deep Space Nine with some cherry picked characters from TNG. Yeah. Well, we've done 14 minutes on Star Trek. Anything else <laughs> we want to get in? We love Star Trek. All right, so here's my question, though. You guys are saying it's very palatable. Cassie, a frequent uh, guest on this, your partner, Joe, is watching Star Trek with you as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mike, your partner, watching Game of Thrones with you as well. Like, both of these shows, I mean, how are they staying interested, guys? Like, what are they liking about it? Cassie got hooked on Star Trek faster than I did. Like, first episode, she was like, okay, I'm in. Let's just sit down and do this. Oh, hell yeah. Yuna's just, she'll binge everything so fast. Um, so it's like the political intrigue in the Mean Girls, you know, Cersei and all the, the you know, mean girls. yeah, like yeah. In that part of it, the backstabbing. No, it's like like it's just the cliffhangers are so well designed. Same thing yeah. with me. Like as soon as we watched like two episodes, that was it, and then we were off to the races, and we were almost done. I wanted to finish before this episode. I have three more, and when I go home, you know, I'm going to finish that series. And that's yeah, crazy, dog. It so fast. Yeah, I'm excited to talk finale with you. Uh, I am of the opinion that the series kind of does maybe for the viewership split down the gender line. So keep that in mind with Yuna as you guys are watching. I'm curious what she'll think of the finale as well. I see. Interesting. Have you had the ending spoiled? Uh, only slightly. Um, like, do you know who's on? I don't know who's on the throne. Okay. I Someone spoiled the area killed spoilers. Oh, okay. You know, uh, but um, other than that, I don't know anything. Had Since you, had, you don't oh, know, can we just get your prediction oh, on uh, who, who ends, you think up, on the, ends up on the Iron, Iron Throne? Podrick, easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, realistically, I mean, the favorite looks like John, but they can't do that. Maybe Aria, the prince who was promised, because there's no gender pronoun for the prince in that language. It was a mistranslation. So I'll go with that, Aria. Okay. Sure. 
Oh, well, we'll revisit that in a couple weeks. <laughs> so, Mike, what, 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 let, let's get your overall opinion on the whole show. And what's, I, w- like, I want to hear your a, favorite series. Yeah, oh, definitely. And, I want to hear a bunch of things like were ah. other things not spoiled for you? Like was the Red Wedding spoiled for you? I knew about it. Okay. I thought actually it was going to be Tyrion and Sansa's wedding, mm. but then it was because you knew oh, about yeah. a wedding, but you didn't know who. But you didn't. Know and who they were all wearing red. I'm like, oh, okay. That, that here it comes. Yeah, but then when it, like Walter Frey, like I, it didn't hit me until like. They took the bride and the groom out, and I was like, this oh, is yeah. that episode. And it was nuts, yeah. Uh, all right, so let's just rapid-fire some, yeah, some Game of some Thrones stuff questions at, me, at yeah. him. Uh, favorite battle so far? Oh, Battle of the Bastards. Hell easily. yeah, it's brother. So, Damn, even dude. though I just watched Winterfell, I'm so frustrated by the terrible tactics. Yeah, but that's... A lot yeah. of people are complaining. Mm-hmm. Battle of the Bastards Sick. is my favorite as that well. That shield wall closing yeah. in. Fuck, dude. It's uh, it's Batman versus the Joker, man. doesn't get any cooler Ram- than that. It's true. It's amazing. Yeah, that and Ramsey. What? I thought I hated Joffrey. Mm, yeah. I kind of miss him. <laughs> hey, did you guys know what a flayed man was before starting the series? I know that was a medieval siege tactic right, as well, yeah. but come on. To, to make it your banner. Well, to I make think, it your whole business model. And yeah. I think it's kind of cool because Roos Bolton is there hanging with the North people the whole time, and you don't know that basically... Because you think uh, when you first get introduced to the North, you think, oh, the Starks, they're honorable, so all Northmen are honorable. And then you see, no, they have their own villains. It's like the Skyrim twist. Yeah. You're like, oh, these guys just want to be free. And then it's like, oh, we're... We're the North. What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. So where does this rank on TV shows for you? Wow. It's easily top five, probably. Of all time? time? Yeah. that's that's like, I don't have an order, but that's Breaking Bad. That's... um, the Dinosaurs TV show from Jim Henson. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> that Star hey, Trek. forget about it. Godfather, have you seen that? I have or not. Godfather. No, I've not seen Sopranos. I mean, Sopranos. But we're we're uh, in the final season of Sopranos. Cassie had never seen it before, so we're binging through it now. Yeah, this is top five, maybe top three. It's it's awesome. And, and what, what season is your favorite? What era of Game of Thrones is your favorite? Five is good, but like a lot of people have been saying, oh, it gets worse, it gets worse, but I never read the books, so like, yeah. I'm really like not upset about anything. Okay, I really like refreshers. seven. What's Give a time, five? Kid. What's yeah. a seven? General. Five is, we're getting, that's Oberon's coming in? That's season four is Oberon. Oh, okay. This I like when we're getting into where, the House of Black and White. Yeah, Arya goes to the House Whoa, of Black and White. Okay, yeah, you John like that stuff. Gets that's killed that at the end of it. Okay, I got I got a zillion questions yeah. just for <laughs> that's one of my least favorite. What do you What did say. you think of uh, Quarth? Is that what it was called, Jacob? Karth in season Karth, two. Thank yeah. you. And what did you think of not what was great, that guy's name? Zig, Zigzag. He was the Mr. Mixaplex of <laughs> that the, universe, not, right? <laughs> jo- I am Jojarge. Nothing that happened in Karth was what did you really think? Yeah, but what did you think of any of that? She goes in that magic house, those dragons get born. Mike, you have seen those dragons get big faster <laughs> Very than the quickly. rest of us. Yeah, yeah. That's true. You know, you true. forget that fact of it. Yeah. Well, like, I think all that stuff, like, yeah, so maybe it's like it takes her forever to come to Westeros, but she has to, like, learn. Like, okay, I'm Khaleesi now, and I'm going to be kind to this witch. Well, now my baby's dead. My husband's dead. I guess I can't trust everybody. What did you think knowing uh, our main man, Aquaman? Jason Momoa, my man, my man. (laughs) Knowing him mostly as Aquaman and then seeing him as Cal Drogo. What uh, Huh, Cal Drogo? (laughs) Come on, brother. I'm just over here trying to bang this beautiful little blonde piece of what? He's going to mount the world. I, I, I wanted his charisma. Like, he's great as Cal Drogo, and it was, like, a bummer that he got dooskied. Ripped. Yeah, he <laughs> got dooskied. I would say, actually, Daenerys' plotline, season one is probably her best overall storyline because you have the whole Cal, Cal Drogo and everything. And 
it takes her a long time to get to Westeros, and there's a lot of filler in between. I just I don't think it's filler. I just think every place she goes, she learns a lesson about how to rule. True, true. You yeah. know, so it's like okay, then I go into the the Karth and like I try to trust somebody else. They steal my drive. Okay, we got it. When you're balancing so many major yeah. characters and so many arcs, that it makes sense. There's going to be an ebb and flow in terms of who has the best arc each season. The yeah. speed is definitely accelerated from seven though. Now that all the characters are getting grouped together, like. Yeah. Shit's happening way quicker. How do you feel have. about the groupings? Are you excited to see sort of like, you know, you get that episode where all of our heroes, all of our lone wolf heroes go into the north. They go beyond the wall yeah. to get the white I walker. I said on the, our episode that that was my favorite episode of the series. Just oh, really? because, again, it's the dirty dozen, the yeah, suicide exactly. squad of the Game of Thrones universe. My sword, my shield. Yep, my ass. My ass. <laughs> my ass. I didn't love that episode because it's a cool concept, but it just doesn't. Seems out of character for Game of Thrones for me. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. you're our resident like <laughs> yep, you're right. book expert, so it's interesting yeah. to see someone yeah. who loves the books, knows everything in and out, and someone who's like, "Yeah, I've binged the whole series in two weeks. Here's what I think." I could just write it off as that the Lord of Light brought them together. Fuck it, like you know, that's, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah. They they ended up where they needed to be because they needed to be there. But does it fill your "I want a Dark Souls" in in live action uh, yeah. a void a little bit? Oh, absolutely. For the dragons in that Winterfell fight were crazy sick. Um, and then just like Hall and like it's so bleak. So, you know, well, like, and what did you think about like the mountain and the viper fight? Like that's some good little one-on-one combat. That's not reminding he you. He needed to roll more. He was, yeah, he was yeah. doing his rolls. Yeah, but he, yeah, did, he, he did need to roll more. He hit the, the giant dad emote and that's when he got God. He can't get cocky. Right. Well, he didn't realize that Ornstein was there too. He's fighting both of them at the same time. Oh yeah, he got smote big time. <laughs> and what about the uh, the loot train attack from season seven when you first see the, the dragons in full action? Oh, that was that? so scary. Like it's like, just showing their power off like that. I think that's yeah. one of my favorite battles, even though it's not the best battle, just because it's the first time that you really see what the dragons that's are capable the of. That's with swords. That's when the dragons first attack the Lannisters as they're traveling back oh, from Oh, They took everything from Tyrell. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. back Ron breaks the out the giant um, yeah. crossbow. And did we cover your favorite characters on pod yet? Did we, did we go through I those? don't think we have. So okay. I can quickly say I love the Hound. I don't give a shit about anything. You know, <laughs> he's great. Arya's great. I, I like Oberon. Rest in peace. There's so many good characters. Though. Those are like all my favorite characters. Plus Jamie. Are you yeah. impressed at all by the rise and fall of Jamie Lannister? I am impressed by his arc because definitely like now that it's getting through the end of it and even he's like, yeah, Cersei's too crazy for me, dog. It's like. But did you follow the normal route of hating him as a jackass up top? Yeah. Like, wait, he Ned pushed Brandon the out a window. What are you doing to yeah. Bran? Yeah. Yeah, I hated him. Yeah, he's yeah. terrible. But now he's grown on me and like he, he helped like Brienne, you know, yeah. when they got captured, he lost his hand for it. Yeah. Like he really has. They call him the man without honor, but he's learning honor right can i ask though did you get to the weird part where brienne gets the new set of armor the platinum armor before she gets beamed up into space and she becomes captain phasma (laughs) yeah and and you realize it's all a connected universe oh my gosh yeah it's the only thing that is connected between game of thrones and star wars is that brienne is captain phasma so we're the most important game of thrones question we have not asked yet who's the cutest jamie jamie lannister is the cutest (laughs) of anyone um, For sure, though, and I just want this on record, Cal Drogo has, like, the biggest dick in the universe, though, right, Hodor, in Game of Thrones. Oh, oh, you know what, Jacob? You actually see people Hodor's do get impressed by, Jake, or by Hodor's dick. You're absolutely right. Thanks Part for tuning into our 50th episode about Game of Thrones dicks. <laughs> yep. I, I raised the brightness up. Some of the I would silhouettes just turn the pot off tell now. More tales. Or what about the mountain? I'm, I wonder how... 
No, there's no way. There's I'm no not way. speculating Hap, on Hap dicks. Thorn Bjornsson, that guy? No. It's yeah. a, you guys clearly overcompensating. Be sure to tweet at us for... Give us your rundown of where you think people are dicks. Come on, you guys seen my trident? It's yeah. huge. Hell yeah. <laughs> my man. Could have peed on it. Um, it's a great show. I love it. I want to finish it. I wish I would have finished it before this, but... But you're loving everything. You yeah. love the later seasons. Well, we'll see it. We'll see how you feel about the finale because it's very controversial. Yeah, he yeah. has no books to compare it to. He has True. no water cooler talk of nerds coming up to you reaction wise mm-hmm. saying, uh, "Well, last week's actually wasn't very accurate to the book because as people, you literally are getting a very clean, you know, character development. So yeah. I'm just happy about that. And Colin, that's a great point because I'm very curious to see, and we'll we'll touch back on this in a couple episodes after you've finished. You're not having that that talk. You're not reading the subreddits. You're you're coming in clean, and I mm-hmm. wonder if you'll be as disappointed as people who spent a decade yeah. thinking about. Well, this. you really don't even yeah, have time to true. speculate because it's just like ba bam, ba bam, ba bam. I didn't ba-bam. even like Jon Snow died, and two episodes later he was back. So yeah. for me, yeah, you know, for a whole season, people were like, "What's gonna happen?" <laughs> it was to a whole summer. summer. It was a whole yeah. year or something. Yeah, for me, it was like, "Okay, so the dragons growing up at a fast rate." Yeah, I don't have time to really speculate. I just want to see the twists and turns. I love that Littlefinger got dooskied. Yeah, fuck that guy. By both oh, of them. Ooh, yeah. man. And how did you feel when Jon Snow got killed? Did you think? Did you know that he was gonna? Get I've seen that meme format, so oh. I, I knew that he came back because that was like a a big deal, you know. Yeah. But. Um, I mean, it's, you know, we covered it on... Uh, he's on promotional like for materials for yeah. the current season. I mean, I had to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like an endgame. Like, Spider-Man wasn't going to come back. Yeah. Should we right. say Kit Harrington not really having a very good time oh, right yeah, now? Yeah. He's checked himself into rehab right before the uh, finale aired. Yeah, He's kind of depressed to people's reaction to it. So, fingers crossed for you, buddy. a lot of stress. You know, he's yeah. under a lot of There's stress. There's a petition online if people want to... Post the goodwill of, I don't know if you guys saw, helping Amelia Clark's aneurysm um, support groups and stuff that mm-hmm. people raised a lot of money to donate towards those charities. Oh, There's a petition online for Jon Snow, for Kit Harrington to get him a version of Longclaw, his sword. HBO will wow. not give him one. Yeah, give him people one. want to give him one. They oh, think man. that will make him feel better. Give him that sword, <laughs> motherfuckers. I mean, like, that's one thing. And I, you know, we talked a little bit in the finale, and I feel like this is a good time to talk about it in this pod because yep. it's it's relevant to normies like us, niche to normie. I think I hate fans more than anything now. Uh, people's reactions to stuff like Game of Thrones and Star Wars, and even smaller stuff like who gets the like the design of the twenty four seven belt in WWE. Yeah, little things like that. People are getting in uproars over, and it's like, right. man. I think I hate fans more than anyone. Well, I think the big problem crazy. is that social media and stuff allows things to kind of snowball and then and people get in it's on mob mentality. Up on something and then, yeah, yeah. it almost kind of gets like so talked about that it becomes overkill. And you see like, a hashtag. It's just everyone's in a room. Burn the witch. And like share, 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 share. Yeah. Well, unless anyone else has anything to talk about Game of Thrones wise, I have a perfect segue into our next topic that has to do with fan outrage. Ooh, I love it. Let's, Let's do it, buddy. 
So one of the weirdest episodes we've done on Normies Like Us was covering Sonic the Hedgehog. That was also fairly dickhead. <laughs> Best episode. That, that's when we really pivoted into the, the dicks of, of Normies Like Us. Now, this is something that has a ton of fan outrage right now. When yeah. we recorded that podcast, we had not even seen a trailer. We were one week early, I think. <laughs> we we had to go week. fast. Okay, yeah. So that is the magic of this podcast. If you guys will go back and look at a lot of our episodes, it's like, boy, I hope they start making new Mario games. Hey, do you think Super Mario Maker is important? No, I doubt <laughs> it. The next week, Super Mario Maker 2 comes out. And to be clear, we yeah. usually record these on a Sunday. We yeah. release them on a Tuesday. Shit drops on Monday. Yeah. It's it, a bummer. It but no like you said, Joe. We only had the reaction of the poster. And I remember, you know, even going back and listening, saying to you guys, like, you know, what's he going to look like? What's going to be the reaction to the trailers? And now we are so deep into actual fan reactions, jeopardizing a movie's release studio time. You know, like, yeah. it is yeah. like, it is, it's bad, Can guys. So, so officially, they have moved the date of this movie back an entire year to redesign the look of the character. Oh it is now God. not coming out until February of 2020. Okay, here's my take. Is redesigning the look of him going to make the movie better? It's still probably going to be a bad movie, so at least give us the the like uh, shit show that it, it, it should have been and, and give us the original <laughs> character. Thank you. Give us because the director's it's cut. Just, it's going to be a less interesting <laughs> bad uh, movie. Jacob Snyder cut evil. Yeah. Release yeah. the original Sonic. Release the Sonic cut. <laughs> I knew I knew when they announced they were going to change it because it's not as easy as like changes the way he looks and hit render. Like yeah, right. there's so much that goes back. into lighting, eye, like everything. Oh, which I'm so glad about because the director, after seeing the outrage, which... It's a little ridiculous because if you had been paying attention to the internet for the last six months, there had been outrage just on leaked images and, yeah. and posters. Uh, he said, we're redesigning the character and we're not moving the date at all. And I was nervous because that kind of created a, a, a precedent where studios could just say, oh, people don't like that. We're going to change it. Yeah. Which means all of the people who design that character, all of the people in the industry who have to work are going to be working triple overtime, probably yep. without pay to rush that out. So I'm glad at the very least if they're going to change this, that they're taking their time and not just expecting visual effects artists to yeah. fucking stop their lives to make True. Sonic better. And, you know, I just went and saw Godzilla, not going to get into that, but you look at the animator credits. I watched the, the whole credits, and it's just a wall of names oh, and yeah, names and names. And a lot of these animators are working overseas, and there's like, yeah, different benefits and workers' rights and stuff. So they could just, all right, you're mandatory, got to work seven days a week, go. Yeah, you know? seven days a week, you know, 14 hours a day, you sleep here, be back in six hours. Like that shit isn't going to fly. And I'm glad that if we're going to change it up, at least they're taking time. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. But let's go back to what Jacob said. <laughs> so putting <laughs> the gloves, cut. Well, no, but putting gloves on Sonic is yeah. going to fix Jim Carrey. No, it's still going to be you know, a, reacting same to. Movie. Yeah, like come I on, think Jim guys. Carrey is the least of our worries. I oh, think he's going to nail it. Boy, I, I, Mike, no <laughs> way is that true. <laughs> yeah, I am see, stunned. I'm on Mike's team, but remember, Thank I'm you. a fan of Super Mario Brothers yes. the movie. Right. I want to see this train but wreck for what it is. That's what you guys but are I saying. Want it the Yes, exactly. Trainer. If somebody had said right before Super Mario comes out, that big black lady can't give them boo shoes. This is ridiculous. And they spliced her in to look like Princess Peach or something. I'd be like, motherfucker. It's like, no, what if what if the back. room did reshoots? Yes. You know? It's like, is really going to change anything to like change the shape of his eyes and his body slightly? Like, 
But look at Detective Pikachu. At least those looked right. What I hope is that they just go the opposite way and they make it look even worse. And then at that point, they're just like, well, fuck, we got to go. I want the Sanic movie now. Just rename it. Just rename it Sanic, baby. That's what they should have done. Just change one letter and release it as is. It's called Sanic. See, when I originally saw it, I kind of liked like half humanoid weirdly furry. Oh, you like I've the seen teeth. your deviant art. You, yeah, you like the teeth. You liked how he was yeah, biting. Yeah, yeah. I, I like his, his full fucking white guy smile. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. Here's what I don't enjoy, though. All these, There's been a couple artists from, we talked about on our Sonic episode, go back readers and listen, yeah. of, uh, of, of made-for-TV sort of digital movies that they had had before. Some of those artists have come out on Twitter and been like, guys, look at how quickly I'm fixing it. This is so much better. It's not. Give it, me a It job. looks very yeah. ridiculous, too. It's not that easy, like you guys are saying. And my problem is, like, now, like, fan speculation before something even comes out, we're seeing it also with the Witcher series on Netflix. Like, just let something come out first before you make up your mind on how you feel about it. And here's here's the reality of the situation for fans. Uh, just because you don't like what they're doing now or what it's going to be, it doesn't ruin your childhood, man. You still have all of yeah. that from the past. It doesn't change it. It's still there. People have been playing Mario still. Yeah. <laughs> like Bob Hoskins didn't ruin your childhood, so why did the Last Jedi? Right. Uh, and I'm just over the these truth fan comes petitions. <laughs> Can we stop with the fan petitions? Like, you know, it's just, it's just. But they always crazy. work. They've always worked. <laughs> they always work. They're but able they to get Reggie a new chair. That's but why I'm going to the Snyder Cut this weekend. I can't yeah. wait to see uh, Benioff and Weiss's Star Wars. I'm sure that won't be controversial at all. The, yeah, you know. Ooh, what a bad PR move there. <laughs> they they announced that the next trilogy was theirs right in the middle of all of the controversy of Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. man. And it's the two most like toxic fan bases, Game of Thrones and And here they go. Star Wars combining. <laughs> it's, it's the Battle of the Lannisters Bastards. The st- yeah, it's the Battle of the Bastards really. It's right. <laughs> uh, you guys say that. Here, I'll just throw out another broad upcoming. We're we're 2 weeks away from this. Here's some fan reactions. Fans reached out and said we don't like how Dark Phoenix looks like the climax of the film kind of mirrors X-Men Last Stand, a couple other X-Men movies. Sure. That's why they admitted, Simon Kinberg admitted, that's why they reshot the last third act of that film. Hit or shit me real quick, guys. We did an X-Men episode oh, on this podcast. Dark 100%. Phoenix. What? 100% shit. Yeah. Ooh. The, a movie, real quick, guys, that my mom texts me and says, are you excited for Jean Grey's The Phoenix? So, <laughs> nice. So, and she's also said that on the phone to me. So when people say, like, well, test screenings in Mall of America, you know, they change so much, you know, these idiots that they show them to, that's because people like this can't remember names of movies like Dark Phoenix right. and stuff. Like, it happens, guys. Well, my thing is, whose idea was yeah. it to remake the worst-received uh, original, like, trilogy X-Men movie? <laughs> you know, like, why would you make your next movie so much like The guy who's been like part the of them since all of them, Simon Kinberg. He's been yeah. an executive producer with Brian Singer since the first the one. Dark Phoenix Him and Ariana never been probably done. the two biggest villains oh. in, in, in Marvel. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you have... You know, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that, I mean, it's a huge storyline in the comics. I mean, of course, someone wants to try to do it right because Last Stand was so bad. It's like, let's yes. take another stab at it. The unfortunate thing is, one... Disney owns you, so kind of no one gives a shit. We just waiting for the X Men to come back in the Avengers. It's the same fucking thing as Jessica Jones season three coming out. Who cares? 
Yeah. It's over. Yeah. About you're the you're done. Everything is canceled. Yeah, and this why do I care? That yeah. They try to put out this wraps up the trilogy that or the the universe that X Men started. No, technically, you guys did that yourselves with these odd splintered storylines because you marketed yeah. Logan as the climax of that. You marketed Days of Future Days, Past yeah. as the climax Which of is that. the issue of, Can't have it all. we have this deal in the works. We don't know when it's going to close. Oops, the deal closed two months before a movie is coming out. Well, Days here of future, you go. Yeah, yep. Days of Future Past should have been the climax for those, that group of X-Men. Yeah, but that mind. movie's... Oh, Hello. <laughs> Yeah, Jason but- Momoa just left. <laughs> Later, get out of here, buddy. Because uh, after that, we got Apocalypse, which is terrible, and then Dark Phoenix, which will probably be terrible. Uh, hot take: yeah. Days of Future Past is also terrible. Wow. It's, it's bad, but it's not terrible. as bad as Apocalypse. I like it. I sure. think it's better than Apocalypse. First right? Class. Joe and I are on record not like. I that. like First Class. I like First Class because I think Matthew Vaughn is a fine filmmaker. As an X-Men movie, it fails on every level. Hmm. No, I think it's like a very 60s X-Men kind of movie. The best X-Men movie is X-Men. I think X-Men United is the best X-Men movie. And this is, uh, you know, that was in 2004, 2005. So we are, you know, 14, 15 years later and we're seeing the same, like like Cyclops died at the end of that movie and here we are. Right. Cyclops is back. Where's Gene? Gene? What about Gene? The only time Dark Phoenix has been done right was in the... Cartoon. cartoon in the 90s yes all right so yeah, before we move know. on from x-men colin you you asked us hit or shit we only got a shit from jacob mike i mean it's a shit no one cares you say that for the people who own the ip now disney i was very sure about do... venom too by the way <laughs> yeah really you Which do we'll talk about next give them credit they didn't bury this you know people have said no. obviously that they would stop promoting it they have given it the same promotional budget they have given all their other Marvel movies. That is because they do not want this IP to be poisoned. If X-Men's bad, they will take longer to introduce them to Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I think it's going to be a small hit. It, it has strange competition around its time in that Godzilla is still fighting off uh, Endgame and... And, uh, and Aladdin. And Aladdin, you know, which is yeah, eating up everything, too. Detective Pikachu got True. eaten up. Like, it's, it's a damn shame. Small hit to end this terrible saga. I think it is going to be surprisingly good. I think it will be the best of this new young cast. And then five years from now, we'll have people being like... Well, if you watch Dark Phoenix, they actually had something going for them. Mm. But no, it's all going to get killed. Shame that it had to end there. And the people, I don't know. Star Trek think, Enterprise. The people yeah. who think any of this stuff is going to move on. Look, I'll tell you right now. The MCU, the only thing they're bringing over is Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. Everything, <laughs> Everything else. else is getting rebooted and yeah. getting rebooted. No, hard. but I'm the girl who plays Storm in these universes. And I'm so <laughs> sure I'm going to be about, in the next you know, Black Panther movie. James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. Oh, I don't on. think so. I hope I really not. don't think so. They walked, in my mind, they walked away mentally from these roles so long oh, ago. Even though uh, they Jennifer keep Lawrence doing it. did, for Jennifer sure. Jennifer Lawrence is like, Ooh, based on the trailer, it looks like she dies yeah. three day, like three minutes into the movie. I mean, it looks like she is the, you know, in in Last Stand when they kill Professor X, it looks like that's what they're doing with her role, uh, her role easily. Yeah. We'll have to see. If it, what about New Mutants though? 
New Mutants was shelved for another six and months. It got reshoots. pushed back. But it'll still come out of it. They have announced, yeah. Kevin Feige has said that they are pushing for reshoots for that. So, so that oh, might boy. tailor itself into the universe more, which I want to see Cannonball and uh, Arya Stark running around. That's at Stranger Things and Game of Thrones kids making their ways into you know big movies like that. That's I'm true. all here Can for Can I it. ask a big question to all three of you, though? There's some mean speculation for people that get offended by this that say they'll dump it on Hulu now that Disney owns that. Is that an insult to you guys if like something becomes yes, just a, a, a streaming only? So it wouldn't have a theatrical release? It would release not have a theatrical release, be, and that's what people are beefing about. I've also heard that they're, they might do what Amazon does, where they release it in theaters for a limited run, a week, two weeks, and yeah. then it's on Hulu. I could see that people get upset with that, but you know, it might also rain meatballs tomorrow. So, like, until I see what they do with it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But what's to be upset about, guys? Me, I'm, I want I'm new the kid of the future. Out. Yeah, but I'm Colin even saying is one of your favorite characters. Sure, absolutely love him, but I'm I'm just talking about even backstepping just to a digital yeah. release platform, guys. You, do you get bugged by that? I if we never see another movie in theaters again, I'm not crying about it. That's yeah, my. We've hot already take. had movies Ooh. coming out on Netflix for a while now. And, yeah, you know. TVs are getting bigger and cheaper. I'll still always want like Endgame on TV wouldn't have been the same. Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars, even a Christopher Nolan film that shoots you know on higher millimeter. Yeah, something certain like that. things. I mean, I think I think theaters are going to become event films. Every rom comedy does not need a theatrical release. No, not at all. No longer. You can keep those on Netflix. I mean, even smaller like thrillers and stuff like that, they can stay on on digital release. But for things like Endgame. I mean, come on. You, That's you what need it's to for say now. New Mutants is a haunted house movie, right? Yeah. Tiny. But does that need to be in a theater? No. no that could, could come out have on, that quietly on, on Netflix Hulu. or Hulu. Hell yeah. Nice Saturday night. Turn my lights off. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I would just hope that wherever it's released, just if they're doing reshoots like this heavily, then at least make it mean something and bring those kids into that universe. Well, well it, it yeah. also shows the the wild actions of the mouse and how he mm. is really the the great plotter. Not only do we have Disney Plus coming where we'll get shows like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, all of those, Loki, What If, but they, they're slowly planning on buying Hulu as well. So we're going to see things like New Mutants or the Offenders series that's coming out. Right. It's really uh, crazy yeah, how much they're taking over. It's They own your whole childhood. So as you said, Disney owns everything, but you know, Vince McMahon up to this point thought he owned everything wrestling, ah. but now there is new game in town backed by a billionaire, fresh young blood, and a little bit of veteran blood through to Chris Jericho's help. It's AEW and Double or oh, Nothing yeah, just man. happened recently. Yeah, we did our uh, WrestleMania episode with Andy, a uh, friend of the show. It was really great. He uh, was luckily able to do it proxy with us from Ohio. And now there's some AEW. Do you guys catch this at all? The Double or Nothing pay-per-view, their first big event. The thing that bothers me a little bit about it, I'm super excited and invested in, like you said, the veteran talent. Like, if you grew up watching wrestling, you got the Rhodes family. You you got Chris Jericho. You got JR on fucking commentary. Come on, baby. Let me me talk about that a little bit. Set up for people who don't know. AEW is a brand new wrestling company started by the Rhodes brothers and Brandy. They have JR on commentary, as Joe said. You know who refereed the Rhodes brother match? No. Earl Hebner. 
What? Earl Hebner is the twin brother of Dave Hebner who rigged the match so that Andre the Giant would lose to Ted DiBiase. He's also the man who refereed the Montreal Screwjob. And all of like the 90s classic main matches events. you loved. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got so JR on commentary, Earl Hebner in the ring, Chris Jericho, new stars like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix. Like there's a stacked roster of young talent and veteran Dude, talent. so much from underground. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. General questions. If I can just jump in for a second. Where is it airing? It's on TNT as well? Or? They just signed a big deal. Yeah, not yet. The first event was only available on pay-per-view through okay. traditional uh, platforms. And Bleacher Report, I think, had yeah. a stream you could buy as well. Exclusive rights. Yeah, but it was $50 for the pay-per-view. So I did not watch the entire show. But starting, I think, in two months, TNT will have uh, weekly episodes. A Tuesday night Dynamite show. They, yeah. That's the name they're teasing, but... This outsold WWE's recent pay-per-view Money in the Bank by 35%. It sold almost 100,000 buys on pay-per-view, which $50, that's a big ask, and people were there for it. And the highlights, man, ooh, this is, if you are like us and have nostalgia for the Attitude Era, this is it. This is essentially WCW in spirit because you have a billionaire backing them, top stars are disgruntled and leaving the company, which is a big surprise we'll talk about when we wrap this up. A big WWE star left WWE and debuts in a surprise thing, same way Razor Ramon and um, uh, Diesel did. Wow. Um, and NWO Monday Night Wars all Hollywood, over again. Basically, and WWE's ratings have been going down. Yes. So I'll jump in and say I, I watched a bit of The Money in the Bank, and I totally understand why people are walking away. You see more emphasis on Brock Lesnar again. Oh, a Brock like, party. He's got yes. his boombox. <laughs> Where you're like, the beast. man, this is a guy who's barely committing to appearing weekly you know, on the show. He's only doing these pay-per-views. You're putting him in the fucking spotlight again and fucking shafting all the smaller guys who everybody wants to see boosted up. I get it. I understand why people are fleeing to AEW. And but competitively, what is the WrestleMania cost? It's like the nine ninety nine for the package of WWE Network, right? But that's a backing of a brand that's been yeah. built over 50 years. You know, like AEW is not at that point yet, but I think it'll quickly rise. And until WWE takes all of their fucking NXT stars that people are loving and brings them up to the big time... AEW is going to have a sweet spot here. And they are presenting it in a way that's less about the storylines, like the drama and the soap opera. It's more of a sport-like approach. So they're keeping track of everybody's win and loss record. You know, there'll be consequences for winning and losing for seeding. Like, it's not just like, ah, you beat him, you get a match. It'll be taken more in that direction. I think that's what wrestling fans have really missed, especially if you grew up in the early 70s Harley Race days, even into the 90s. And up to the Attitude Era, it was pretty much still like that, more or less. But even even with all of that emphasis, you still have moments where you have the fucking Rhodes brothers facing off against each other and having, like, teary moments about how they miss their brother. Dave Meltzer rated that as a five-star match. Yeah, the drama is there. I believe that's Dustin, a.k.a. Goldust's first five-star match and also Cody's first five-star match of their careers. Oh, I could well. be wrong, but... They're putting in the work, and Dustin is 50 years old, and it's a five-star match. Go watch it, and it's emotional. It's awesome. Dang. Well, I don't know too much about it, but I did I did read one thing that's saying that it, they're kind of a more the LGBT-friendly 
as opposed to WWE, and I like that aspect of it. I don't really know much about it, but I just read that. So they're way more. Uh, Their roster's so diverse. Yeah, it's 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 way more modern. I would yeah, say that's cool. You got stars from Japan, stars from Latin America. You know, male and female wrestlers, six man, female tag. There's like everything. It's all inclusive. When, like we talked about in our WrestleMania episode. Mike and Andy are massive wrestling fans, not just WWE fans. So a lot of these names, they know from stuff like New Japan or Lucha right, like Underground. Or, yeah, right? AAA, CMLL. Exactly. And they're picking, like cherry picking the best talent from these places. And they... they but that's really what we need is like a, a competitor to, to WWE. So Because, I mean, they've been kind of outdated for so long because Vince McMahon has outdated ideas about what the people want. He doesn't even like if you sneeze. If you sneeze in a meeting, he gets mad because he thinks you should be able to control it. Oh, my God. That's not a lie. That's a real story. So uh, we need competition in there. I'm excited to see it. So now that that's gone well, I don't know if I can afford 50 bucks. They got to find a better way to get those pay-per-views to you. Well, and that's that TNT app. They're they're going to make that work. Yeah. They know drama. Yeah, they do know drama. It's the partnership. I love their pay-per-view name because it was um, Double or Nothing. Because if this succeeded, which it seems like it did, now they can attract more talent from WWE who wants to defect because they also have a billionaire. He can pay you. You're going to have a secure job. Just come and help yeah, us take down health Vince. insurance. Mm-hmm. Too. And one thing we didn't mention, um, if this is all based in Vegas. So they're no all, income tax. Well, it's like uh, their first big promotion was all in. Yeah. Now it's double or nothing. So they're kind of keeping that motif of like Vegas lifestyle. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a really fun way to do it, too. It makes it so distinct. Vegas is out here. They got the Golden Knights. They got AEW. They and they're the getting Raiders. the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, Hell, yeah. They didn't do that Let's show. Bet it all on black. <laughs> 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 YouTube Red. Put it all on YouTube Red. Yeah, there you go. So that's the AEW update. Uh, definitely keep an eye on it because it seems like, you know, it's it's going to be a big thing. I mean, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega had a crazy match. Um, just keep your ear to the ground. If you're a wrestling fan, there's new stuff on the rise. And hopefully, knock on wood, we're coming into a new golden age. It's been a while, so I missed it. Will that. you hit us with a spoiler about who came out? I think I know who it is. Chris Jericho or Kenny Omega? No, who the, who the big get at that's the That's right. Of the so the was. big spoiler... The, who comes out after the Chris Jericho beats Kenny Omega, surprise win, right, over the younger, oh, yeah. younger, more talented guy. Not more talented. You still got it, baby, Chris Jericho. <laughs> John Moxley jumps the barricade. John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, who has oh, just left the WWE weeks shit. ago, crashes the main event, hits the finisher. I mean, this is sort of the big thing is like... That, that we should talk about is that Vince is kind of locking in people who aren't necessarily retiring, but also aren't locked out of their one-year contracts, two-year contracts, yeah. who aren't wrestling. So they're stuck around. They want to say, let me go. I want to get over to AEW. Obviously, he knows that. He's stopping them. He put that block on gold dust for a while. That's why he just got out. But it's uh, fucking awesome that we just saw him get out, too. That's incredible. That's a Cincinnati boy, Ambrose. too, yeah, for we uh, love the Ohio dude. fans. Exactly. And what's, what's kind of the poetic justice in this is WWE would have everybody on as contractors, right? So they wouldn't have to do the health care. But because of a lot of those contractor contracts, meaning if you're not working, we can't keep you from working, there's kind of ways that people can get out. So like their own you know, um, practice of trying to fuck people over ended up is fucking them over. Yeah, they built a trap of their own demise. Yeah. It's beautiful. So now Shinsuke Nakamura, his contract's up soon. Well, where the hell would you go? You got 
Kenny Omega over there. You know him. You know the Young Bucks. You know Viva Chris Las Jericho. Vegas, Viva baby. Las Vegas, baby. And he's got the personality for it. So oh, for sure. who knows who we're going to see coming over because this was a success. So good job, AEW. Yeah, and if you want to fund a Normies Like Us trip to Vegas to, to watch a AEW event, you let us know, baby. We said it yeah. on the last one, but we got to set a date for a PUBG or a, you know, if they come out here, WWE, or just some sort of bigger. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I love that. I hate that Underground's gone, dude. I would have loved to. Lucha Mike, Underground. you talked it up so much. I would have loved to see a Lucha, dude. That was a, a singular experience for a wrestling event, definitely. I've seen a lot of baseball field shows and a lot of arena shows. Oh, my but God. But that Lucha thing, that was a fine-tuned television machine. Uh, I can't say a lot about it, but there is an exciting Lucha event coming to the Los Angeles area that we'll be able to talk more about in a couple Ooh. months. Awesome. All right, well, that was AEW. Let's go ahead and step out of the ring. Next topic. All right, and coming from the world of sports entertainment to sports in general, it's time for Sports Corner. That's right, it's Sports Woo. Corner. It's a new sports segment. Sports Corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. There's a lot of sports going on, right? And for the normies, I feel like sports are more niche now almost because pop culture has taken over. We kind of yeah. mentioned that on the very first episode. If you want the origins, go back and listen. Yeah, and we talked about our episode on uh, fantasy football. Yep. We're only 95 days away from football coming back. From redoing That's fantasy right. football. For me, coming in last again <laughs> uh, for another classic, fucking year. I got second last, so you know, we'll yeah. see. I got my money back, baby. That's the only reason I and do who this. Won? I'm the only two-time champ over here. Current reigning wow. champ, also two-time champ. Two-time and motherfucker. Wow. What's your uh, team name? What was his winning uh, team name? Was, was my team name last year? Your winning team name, yeah. Well, we changed team. We changed right, but in the final had, week. Can't remember. Was it Jacob? Oh, I can't remember. I remember. Oh, it was Baker the Brady Bunch. Oh, the Brady. Brady. Oh, Tom Brady. Had Aaron Rod. Aaron, wait, no, the Brady Bunch was my original team from three years ago that I won. The the uh, Adams family was the. Ah, uh, okay. Last Which Adams was that? Um, named Devontae Adams. Adams. Devontae and Adams. Aaron Rodgers led me to it. He was a stud last year. Yeah. So I guess let's talk football, guys. We did our fantasy draft last year, and a little. We did the episode after that. That's coming up again. I'm very excited. It's one yeah. of my favorite days of the year. Is our little fantasy? Oh draft. yeah, mimosas and football doesn't <laughs> get any better. Yeah. No We're not at preseason games yet, but how has your team been doing in the off season? Have they been doing a bunch of oh. moves? Don't get me started. We got I mean, two Browns. We got a Giants. So getting started. If you don't yeah. follow the NFL, um, you've probably at least heard something in the news about the Cleveland Browns and what? the team they're building. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't follow the NFL, yeah, okay. People so know, I'm in Colorado. Know. I just opened up a newspaper and somebody's like, God, these Browns yeah, are looking fucking news. great, dude. Yeah, big OBJ, news. people know OBJ. That was a huge I've heard trade. that name That was before. in the news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going from Joe's favorite team to me and Mike's favorite team is yeah, Odell George. Beckham Jr., one of the best receivers in the game. Yeah, when he's healthy. Um, I said pass the torch. You guys are passing the head and shoulders. That's interesting. Is that because of OBJ? It sure is, <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but the Browns have been building a team for a few years now, slowly rising up, and they got a good quarterback now, which is all they really needed. We just needed 15 together. years to get a quarterback. <laughs> That's what we were waiting for. <laughs> I just hope, like... I guess I don't hope. I hope and I don't hope. Look, I'm rooting for you guys. Thank you. As, as, as a team that has had 
the shittiest luck of all. And Colin, I'm not a, a Bengals fan, so I don't have that rivalry Thanks, that sir. you guys do. <laughs> right. Uh, for me, it's just like, I hope both Ohio teams do well. I'm rooting for all my buddies. Right. And but the attitude of Browns <laughs> fans, ooh, baby. We're rivaling I hope nothing. Right now. I hope nothing comes back to bite you. Well, and you kind of have a... talking mad shit. <laughs> yeah, and you have a complicated relationship to it, too, because, I mean, the Giants trade with the Browns was an integral part of them building yeah. their team this but year. But I'm like, honestly, I'm happy for you guys. I'm happy for OBJ. He's going to get more spotlight mm-hmm. there. But guy's a hothead. Guy goes for catches that, so that break Baker his will ankles. keep him under control. Yeah, Baker will tell and him And he's got chill. his best friend, Jarvis Landry, there. I hope so. I hope. Yeah. I'm always rooting if for I can, OBJ. And obviously, I'm rooting for my buddies' teams as well. Yeah. well thank you. Well, that's how about... And Kyle. if I could... Oh, sorry. I just oh, you want to throw one more on there? there? I'm just saying about the, the Browns, I wanted to throw it back to Game of Thrones real quick. Oh. If you think about it, the prince that was promised, you go through a lot of false Baker idols. Mayfield. So you go through your Johnny Manziels. Your, your Tim Couches. <laughs> your Tim Couches. Finally, you get the Jon Snow of the NFL, Baker Mayfield, and uh, things are looking the better John than The Jon Snow of the NFL? I've heard that. I've heard him called that <laughs> yeah. in the beautiful game. You've heard that, in the right? the beautiful game. Well, Winter speaking is coming. of the beautiful game... No, no, no. Let me jump in yeah, real yeah, quick. Yeah, we got to so, talk Bengals and we got to talk Giants. I just want to point out a weird thing. It's not even Bengals-oriented. I just think you guys will appreciate this. So, uh, <laughs> boy, I, I'm pretty sure I said it on our fantasy football podcast that my favorite player was... Adam Pacman Jones. <laughs> if I best, did, I apologize. Best. So, but unfortunate that I do hold that opinion. I don't know if you guys saw this tweet. In this season, we've had some changes and mix-ups since we've been talking football. Antonio Brown is with the Raiders, right? Yes. Yeah. Who else is with him now? Pacman Jones. Oh, really? He put out a tweet that said, "This guy, I used to have to watch my back. Now he's got it. Big smiles. Them on the practice field." I, uh, I just feel so betrayed. The Raiders. <laughs> I just how long is that going to last? I just feel well, ripped it makes apart. you feel better. I yeah, think the Raiders gonna be are going to be the train wreck yeah. team of the NFL for a while. They were the train wreck team of last year. That's yeah. going to continue John until Gruden, they get to Vegas. They essentially have a celebrity coach who used to be a coach. Then he was announcer and a color commentary guy for a long time. But he's a, he's a character more than he's an actual like head coach. And that's who their head coach is. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see so about all should be that. fun. Should be fun. Yeah, hey, just got to get to Vegas. But they sure miss Khalil Mack. At least they have Derek Carr. He can do it. Yeah. Hey. hey I like Derek. I hope Carr. they get out to Vegas. He's the now. little brother of a Giants uh, quarterback. I, I appreciate it. I him. like when he throws interceptions to my defenses on fantasy. <laughs> Colin, any other Bengals? No, thoughts? other than that, it's like Andy Jacob Dalton just forever. Said, I'm praying to God. Yeah, for <laughs> fuck, sure. Fuck you too. I'm praying fans. to God that we're not going to be the worst this season. Yeah. It's really shaping up that we might be. Come on, Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Raiders, and come on, Ravens. I think yeah. those two and the Bengals. They really have a, a pretty competitive uh, yeah. division now with the Steelers. Still hanging yeah. in there. The Ravens, they got a new well, quarterback. You, you guys just said that. Where did Joe Flacco? He's in Colorado now, right? He's in Colorado. He's with, he's with Denver. I hey, saw Steven. a tweet from him where they were saying, God, we don't know if it's the altitude or what. Joe Flacco, nobody's ever overthrown. He's overthrown oh, into yeah. the end zone. He's looking so good. It's like, shut the <laughs> fuck he's up. He's still not making his passes, but instead <laughs> yeah, he's going over exactly. and under. That's why the Ravens exactly. gave him up for a guy who literally can't throw. Yeah. 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 What a compliment. Yeah, the full run offense. I think it's a bold strategy. I'd love to see more of it yeah but Bengals could be last in the division unfortunately for them unfortunately yeah Yeah, I I, so we've done Bengals we've done Browns Uh, Giants Giants I guess yeah I'm I'm obviously excited I love football season I love rooting for my team you still got Eli Uh, possibly a new quarterback uh, in uh we have Eli but yeah there's there's this new clone of Eli (laughs) if you you haven't seen the pictures yet he looks exactly like him Daniel Jones um 
We got Barkley still. Uh, I'll tell you someone I'm really excited for. In the absence of oh, OBJ. Oh, have you seen Barkley's thighs? His thick <laughs> oh, he's got thick thighs. Beautiful thighs. Don't get me started. Uh, in the absence of OBJ, which is an absence. I'm not trying to downplay it. Like, I'm, you know, yeah. like, ooh, we didn't lose anything. Obviously, it's a big loss. Yeah. Uh, Sterling Shepard is a guy I think we're going to hear a lot more about this year. Yeah, he is sure. a, a young, fast receiver who goes the distance just like OBJ did. Doesn't necessarily have the same reach, but I'm hoping maybe we get a little more accuracy in the next couple of years. Well, Joe, what's your predictions on quarterbacking next year? You think they're going to stick with Eli for a full season? You think they're going to transition to Daniel Jones at some point? You think Daniel Jones is going to start game one? Uh, Eli has never had a major injury. I pray to God that that stays the case, but the issue with that is he's never really been uh, t- tested, I guess I would say, in that like we've never really had him compete for a starting role because right. he's never really been taken out and had a young buck have an opportunity to to show off a to little supplant, bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I don't think he's our biggest issue. I think our biggest issue is our offensive yeah, line, yep. which is... Right. Hopefully going to be a little better this year. In that Browns trade, you did get a pretty good guard. So you're strengthening that line. And we picked up a couple in the offseason that I think might strengthen that line a little bit. But look, they're a team you can't count out. (laughs) You know, both times we've won the Super Bowls against the Patriots in the last couple of years. Thank you. uh, Yeah. Well, someone's got to do it. Anybody's got to. Yeah. you know, every time we went to that game, it was expected that we were going to lose. We barely right. made it in. So they're they're kind of a team that's like when they get there, they they do well under pressure. A lot of that, I think, was Tom Coughlin's doing. Now that we don't have Tom Coughlin, we've watched us kind of fall apart under uh, stress. I would like right. to see us build beyond that. I think- we'll see, though. Yeah, I could see something happening like with the Browns last year where I don't think Eli is the worst quarterback in the NFL. He's really but- not. Last no. year, we went in the season. Everyone said, Tyrod Taylor, he's going to start unless he gets injured. Like, he's he's the starter. Baker's going to sit and learn. They kept that going into the first you know first couple games of the season. Then Tyrod did get knocked out of the game. Baker came in and immediately lit it up. I could see something similar happening with Daniel Jones, where Eli's not terrible, just like Tyrod at, at this point. He's not terrible. Serviceable, but, yeah. Um, Daniel Jones could come in and kind of electrify it with his youth and his, his – uh, you know, attitude or whatever. So I, I mean, he looks exactly like Eli. Yeah, he's, he's got a little, a, he's he's got a little a baby. Move. You can count him out just because how he no, looks. No, I know, like. but I mean, he's got a move. Oh, hey. Eli doesn't move. <laughs> Eli is the handsome yeah. Manning brother. I saw uh, I saw some <laughs> speculation online that Archie Manning, their handsome? father, people were tracking his movements through his career of like, is there a chance that he could be this kid's father? <laughs> <laughs> he could. No, there is um, not. But yeah, obviously excited about the next season, not only for my team, but for fantasy. I mean, like we talked about on the Fantasy Football Podcast, the great thing about playing fantasy football is you're not just rooting for your one team anymore. You have a reason to watch every game. I'm excited to watch every game in in just a a couple months. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you guys have any quick early hopes or strats? Like, who are you looking for this year? Unless you're trying to keep it super secret, like... What are you well, looking I gotta keep at? Keep things close to the vest. Well, uh, I'm gonna go quarterback first round. I'm gonna go kicker I'm second kicker round. Kicker first, defense second. Nah, I'm gonna go running back. <laughs> my heavy my like keeper I depends try. entirely yeah. on who other people's keepers I have, are. I no, have. I've got terrible keepers. Well, my thing is so, I have OBJ, right? For example, yeah. but I I got him as I think my first or second pick. He was your so like, first round pick. There's so not a lot of value to keep really him for the keepers. You want to keep as later round as you can get like a really right. good value. Amari like Cooper kept, off the waiver wire. That is yeah. the off keep. the waiver wire. I, I got Aaron Nick Jones Chubb. off the waiver. Nick Chubb is a keep. Yeah. But I think I'm going to keep 
uh, Alvin Kamara this year with a 10th round pick. Not it's a bad so call. Other people's yeah. keepers depend on who my keeper is. Because I would love to end up with Barkley, but it depends on where we are. I had Barkley last year and he was great, but I did take him in the first round, so I'm going to let him go. Yeah. Yeah, see, he's, if he's you, stud, if you stick to that and you let him go and he's available when I'm around, then yeah, him. I'll probably take him. I can't keep Levy on Bell again. I'm trying to get uh, a Chubb or an OBJ or a Baker or a Jarvis Landry. Oh, all people off your favorite team. <laughs> how, how, how I, I, have, I have Baker Mayfield. Maybe I'll just keep him <laughs> for his 50 touchdown season. I think season. he will be maybe a top five, top 10 QB, yeah. fantasy QB this year. Well, transitioning from the... Uh, the uh, optimism I have with the Browns. I want to go to hockey really quick because we'll get around. It's Stanley oh. Cup final. We got Boston and St. Louis. St. Louis has never won a Stanley I did not Cup. Know who it was? Yeah. yeah, St. Louis Blues have never won a Stanley Cup. They're St. playing Louis. the Boston Bruins. They just dropped Game Three. It is now two to one Boston. They oh. lost seven to two, which is a trouncing. Right. Yeah, it's right. and they're at home. Rough. So you got to get that next game at home. We'll see what happens. But uh, oddly, the Kings were the second worst team. In the NHL uh, this year, oh, so boy. the Browns are which is, which is my terrible. good team, and the Kings are my Browns. So, but it, that that's the good thing about hockey is it's not football where these generations last, where you struggle for five to six years. The Kings a couple of years ago won two cups. I yeah. mean, like yeah. we can get back. Things to are that. fine. Yeah, yeah. and I don't Joe, mind the dark times because I'm a Browns fan. I'll get through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe, your Blue Jackets looked incredible. They, they did. Yeah, they like did the well. They yeah. got I mean, it was they sad to watch Tampa them Bay. lose. Yeah, yeah swiping or <laughs> sweeping the Lightning was a big moment for us. Unfortunately, the round after that, it just didn't stay together like I would have hoped. And yeah. you know, like you it's one of the playoff things. series. That's always yeah, that's yeah, it's, first it's one. Improvement. Say that to yeah. the Bengals. Yeah. It's our first time that we made it to a second round, and they're a franchise team. I mean, they've only existed for gosh, twenty five like, years. No, 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 like fifteen, if that. Oh wow, they were. We had season tickets before the arena was built. That was after wow. I had moved from Jersey to Got Ohio. Brick, I mean, they were. Uh, uh, they're a young buck team. There is an, an Asta brick in that building with our name that on it. That is amazing, man. So, so I do have hope for the future for them. But also, I would like to see those Kings rise up because they are my second team. So, And like all the players we had that helped us win Stanley Cups, Jeff Carter, like he came from Columbus. We <laughs> yeah, got Marion Gabrick. Coach. We're not going <laughs> to, yeah. yeah, we're not going to trade with you anymore. I think. No, everybody off the fucking Blue Jackets went to the Kings, won two Cups, and now everyone from the Kings is going to the Golden Knights and <laughs> yeah, we'll see where they go. To do that. Is, is hockey not like the rest of LA sports where it's doubled up? They don't have like a. Well, we have now. the Anaheim Ducks. Oh, of course. What so it's pretty San close. Jose, That's right. Or, sure. San Jose San Jose's San Jose Sharks. That's like the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. yeah. It's the San Jose Sharks. That's what you're saying. Uh, Vegas, too. Anaheim yeah. Ducks, Golden Knights, and, yep. and the LA Kings. Which they lost in, I believe, a game seven to St. Louis. They did, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I'm like, I, you know, I'm rooting for St. Louis. I love this. I'm always happy Boston. 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 Forever. Yeah, to sum it up. Fuck Boston, go Blues, <laughs> win that first cup. Always fuck Boston. You deserve it. And, and there's one more sport we got to talk right. about. We well, have Jacob, Jacob people here. The beautiful game. game. Hold on, Jacob mentioned it. The beautiful game, soccer. As most so people go ahead, call it, talk the about soccer game, for a bit. Uh, basketball. Oh, that's right. From one finals to another, the NBA yeah. finals are on, and it is Toronto Raptors versus the Golden State Warriors. And Jacob and I are watching them. I'm texting you. It's the first time I've ever paid attention to basketball ever. Oh, this this season. My my favorite state, Canada, is really trying hard here. (laughs) What's funny is Canada cannot get into the finals for the Stanley Cup. But yeah. they can get into the but basketball. They're there for basketball. I read a they statistic. got Drake, baby. That's What's, all they got now. <laughs> What's funny about that is I read a statistic. So the Raptors are the first big four seri- uh, team from Canada in a final since the 
1993 Toronto Blue Jays, which is a baseball team. And baseball so doesn't still count as a sport. Yeah. Yeah. And they have the Expos too, right up there. Uh, Montreal Expos. I Something think, like yeah. that. Yeah, I think so. But uh, no, the Raptors, I mean, well, similar to Mike, uh, used to be that the, my, my basketball team, the Cavs, were my good team and the Browns were the bad team. Now what happened to the Cavs? What, what, did somebody leave the Cavs uh, to shatter your dreams? Yeah, I haven't heard anything Yeah, Kyrie's in did, Boston. Yeah, I was about to say, did, <laughs> oh, okay. did another guy leave as well? Hey, what do you they think? Left, do you think but, Kyrie's going to um, come to the Lakers maybe? Can, uh, I, can I jump in on that real quick? You know what? F Kyrie. I, I don't care what he does. He's, he's over his it. Own, he's his own It's Kyrie a bitter ex. Well, you know, Boston fans hate Kyrie more than That's anyone. That's why. He came yeah. to be the, he was going to be the promised guy in Boston and he, it was pretty much a catastrophe is, is two years in Boston. So I do feel good about that. Yeah. A little bit Anything of Anything that puts you know? Boston down, I'm here for. Yeah. yeah. All right. But let's talk but, about uh, the finals. So, yeah, Toronto, so, so Golden State. Today well, we as have everyone game knows, two. that yes. the Cavs were in the finals coming out of the East the last four years in a row. So as soon as LeBron leaves, of course, another team is going to jump in there. And that was the Raptors who got, got beat every year by the Cavs. Can never get over the hump. But then they got Kawhi Leonard. And they actually won game one against the Warriors. So um, feeling good right oh, now. We Kawhi is maybe the best player in the league, would you say? Co- uh, Kevin Durant is is currently the best. I think Kawhi might be second or James Harden, but I think those are the top three right now. Which is Kevin funny because those are all so three players yeah. who we know about because we watch uh, basketball occasionally or yeah. they're on commercials and stuff. They're they're not like the Michael Jordan or the LeBron James. Right. They're just guys who are putting in the work and doing a great job. Tim yeah. Duncan. Well, well hold still on. Sort you're of not these who Aladdin, who... Steph Curry commercials. Obviously, Fuck he's Steph in the Curry. Zeit, guys. Fuck Steph Curry and his Steph weird Curry. feet stuff with his wife. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, th- it's still sort of undecided who will be the next Michael Jordan or LeBron. Like it could be Kevin Durant, but he kind of is but why from the put, same era as LeBron. Why do you put Kawhi. Kevin Durant over Kawhi? And I would say oh, Kevin, the only Kevin thing Durant, James Harden does over all those people is draw fouls. And have like, a great no, beard. James Harden yeah. has had the best stats like the last two years. I mean, he won MVP last year. He might win it again this year. Giannis onto the Kumto is another rising star that people like a lot. But I think Kawhi and Kevin Durant are probably the most two complete overall players. Mm. And Kawhi is much younger, and he could be the next, like, the guy basically who's gonna get it though tell me warriors raptors uh i still see warriors in seven right now but i'm hoping the raptors it all depends on kevin durant so if you don't know kevin durant's been injured um he hasn't played in the last six Will warriors games um well the warriors before this last game were five and zero without him and then they lost immediately in game one against the raptors so the question is they they're kind of waiting to bring him back because if they bring him back too soon and he gets re-injured he's done then it's over but so they're trying to hold off as long as they can, but they still need to win some games. And just pray to God that Draymond and Steph can hold yeah. it together. Yeah. yeah. Um, which it all depends on Steph and Clay shooting. Like if they're not hitting their shots, then the Raptors can overpower. Oh, you think? <laughs> it's based on their top two scores <laughs> yes, making yes. shots. <laughs> uh, but as 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 He's everyone knows, it is the beautiful nature. game, yeah. and we uh, in the north, and uh, go team Drake. You know, Toronto. That's where, you know, I was born, and that's where, you know, I'll always uh, identify with other than Cleveland, you know? Right. So we've talked football, we've talked hockey, we've talked basketball, a lot of sports stuff. Why don't we drum back into some nerd some shit. Nerd shit. Hell yeah. Here yeah. we go. Sports Corner. All right, so we were just talking about some, well, not necessarily worn scary out of the sports stuff. Thing, yeah, yeah, but I, I want to jump into something really scary. We did a Stephen King episode. Um, you know, there's been a lot of Stephen King stuff. There's yeah. It's coming out. Pet Cemetery has come and gone. 
Uh, Joe, I have a it story for you right now. Oh, please hit me. Uh, vaguely scary. So I've been buying like hot dog buns here, and they've just been going in a second. Like I'll pull them out the day I buy them, and they're blue, like half blue guys or green. I mean, they are molded like crazy. We're hitting that L.A. summer. We're hitting that L.A. summer, and I'm like, okay, so, yeah, maybe there is some sort of, like, spoiling going on, so F this. Instead, I'll I'll grab something else, and and I'll go and get some sort of other types of bread, store them in a different place. Guys, I'm talking green by the end of the day. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck's going on? Apropos of that, while it's going on in the same week, I remember we're doing this podcast coming up. I remember in a past podcast, Joe says, hey— it's coming out. I want to borrow that. You have it, right? I want to read that before the movie comes out. I'm Which like, I still oh haven't God. done. Got to do that. Still haven't done it. I go to my bookcase. I grab it. The book I pull out, covered in blue mold, dog. Took some pictures Ooh. here for you right what? before I threw That's it out. That's a bad sign. So, guys, uh, I'm showing <laughs> readers. I'm showing to my friends right now yeah. uh, the pictures I took of it. I'm talking pages covered in blue mold, the inside, the outside wow. of it. Whoa. I go through the rest of my bookcase, not a single one touched oh, other than it. it. Oh, what? the same Pennywise. week that it's going on in the house. So what's going on there? Is Pennywise trying to turn me into mold? <laughs> Has uh, it been 27 years? Let me ask yeah. you this. Have you been having a lot of weird visions and dreams about mold? No, nothing like that. <laughs> Everywhere I go, red balloons follow me. And I think that's, that's totally not, fine that's and normal. normal. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, always there, There's a fairy. You can almost somewhere. see the face behind it, but <laughs> not a quite. film buff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Speaking of know, film isn't that buff, fucking disgusting? Yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a YouTube channel I was watching, Film Theories, uh, and they had some interesting stuff on Pennywise that I'm curious. How do you guys feel about this? The argument was basically, and Colin, you're our Stephen King expert. You know most about the Stephen mm-hmm. King verse. I'll wear so that crown. the argument was basically. All of the kids in the Losers Club can shine. Hmm. Oh, okay. And that is why they can fight Pennywise even when they're alone. That, you know, Joe, that absolutely makes sense. Think about the moral of the story of if we believe in it, it will hurt you. In the old series, yeah. this um, breathalyzer is full of battery acid, they say, and they breathe at him. Or, you know, the uh, oxidized cattle killer in the, in the updated yeah, yeah. not actually having a bullet in it. Yeah, I believe that. Um, the theory of it is is that the town lures you into being a part of it. That's why the parents are so apathetic. They've mm-hmm. been eaten, basically. They're brains. They're right. just mind-controlled into doing it. If you had the shine, you could maybe fight against that. So for people who are unaware, the shine is from The Shining. Mm-hmm. The little boy has the ability to shine, to have some sort of... Uh, telekinesis, psycho ability yeah. to to communicate with the beyond, right? So in it, chapter two, we'll see the big battle, right? We'll see them. We'll see the origin. Giant spider. We'll, we'll see them eventually <laughs> shine against yeah. uh, Pennywise. Do you think there is a world where after it, chapter two, they sh- set up a shining universe? I would like that. Mike Flanagan, the guy who got very popular for Haunting and Hill House, he did that Oculus Ooh. movie as well. He is doing the sequel to The Shining that came out a couple of years ago uh, called Dr. Sleep. Oh. Yeah, tie that all in. Sure, baby. I would love if, I don't know if it's New Line. I would love if New Line's King of Verse grew. Yeah, mm. why not, right? Sure, mm. sure. And then well, they have that Hulu show that's yep. like Stephen King universe, Castle Rock. right? Yeah. yeah, Castle Rock has some interesting stuff. Also has, uh, oh, Colin, what is his name? The actor for Pennywise. 
Oh, uh, Bill yeah. Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård, yes, the plays the yeah. central yeah. sort of mystery of it all, the kid. So it would be interesting to see sort of building out of that universe because we've seen such success with cinematic universes. Yeah, I don't know if I need it that much. Should we give uh, <laughs> give cinematic universes another 500 years? And is that how religions yeah. get created? <laughs> yeah, we, I think so. Can we I'm hit still waiting shit for the dark universe. universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jacob, give you're writing that universe. mummy sequel. <laughs> cinematic universe. Bride of the mummy. <laughs> yeah. well, let me see Johnny right. Depp as the Invisible Man yep. or whatever the fuck. Yeah, Tom Cruise. He's already the Invisible Man. He's not doing anything. Yeah, he's gone. Burn! (laughs) All right, so since we're talking about cinematic universes, let's talk a little bit more about those. Uh, Avengers Endgame has come. We've seen it. Has anyone seen it twice? I did not. I only saw it. I did not, no. I would like to see it another time. I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, This is the big one. Does it still hold up for you guys? Are Are you into it? I think it holds up pretty well. I don't know. We were talking about nerds destroying fandom, you know, things like yeah. that. I, I, I'm accused of it on this podcast in that when I was talking about our hitter shits for the futures, I said, well, like, do you think Endgame will have more of a payoff than Game of Thrones? It doesn't matter. I'm seeing so many articles now that say Endgame actually had a better payoff than Game of Thrones. Again, it does not matter. Don't compare any of these yeah. things. Right. So I apologize that I did that, Norman. Yeah, they're hard to compare. I mean, they're so different, different formats, different genres. Yeah, it holds up. But they both have Stark, so take that back. Oh yeah, yeah. Tony yeah. of the House. Obviously, Stark. that's an yeah. easy comparison there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still think Endgame's holding up for me personally. I've only seen it once. I prefer Infinity War, but it's like Empire and Last Jedi. You know what I mean? Like, but it, none of you are Last following Jedi, not... to any of this chatter. I read so many people I, online. I'm, Return of the Who Jedi. Are like, they've ruined <laughs> Thor, you know, or they've ruined Hulk. Ruined smart Thor. Hulk, Fat Thor. I hate all of it. It's I, like I love both those yeah, versions. Yeah. I love smart fat people. Fat, as opposed fat to Thor like is only temporary. <laughs> is it? I hope. I hope well, maybe he just back accepts in the, who he is. To Alpha Chad Thor. Right? You give me Guardians no, of Three His where body he's is still, still the Thor. same. Yeah. yeah. Didn't know he changed at the end. No, he does not. Not at all, dude. Even when he we he powers up and when he gets both of them, he's still got. I thought he immediately got like super ripped. No, he still has a beer gut. Well, I we see what we want to see. After Endgame, I immediately was like, I want Guardians Three starring Thor as part of the Guardians now. Like as Guardians of the Galaxy. As Guardians of the Galaxy. Great Let's name. Do it. I will throw my money at that movie. Oh, and that's a book. So why don't we segue right in here to from book to comic book and talk a little bit about uh, some comic books we're excited about. And a bunch of a holes. We're back talking comics. Joe, what are some books you're reading right now? So I'm I'm pretty excited. When when we started this podcast, we were in the middle of Tom King's Batman run. And this was the the wedding of Batman and Catwoman mm-hmm. and a lot of emotional stakes for the character. Colin Tom King was also writing Mr. Miracle, which at the time you didn't like. But in later podcasts revealed, ooh, you were kind of feeling it a little yes, bit more. I was feeling it. I was a little bummed when I brought up on this podcast saying, what? I mean, you guys like it when these big cosmic entities become like us and they just become normal and they have kissing and, you know, marital, pro- marital problems. You guys were like, yeah, we do like that. I was like, okay, I guess I like it too. <laughs> and, yeah, finishing up that 
I'm just bummed out. It's a little bit of movie news, but Tom King, the writer we're talking about, is going to adapt what he did to write New Gods, which is a Mr. Miracle is a character in that universe. Mm-hmm. New Gods, is it's, it's bigger than Guardians. It's bigger than Eternals. It's the biggest cosmic thing you could ever put in comic books. This bigger than Star Wars. Dark Side. We're waiting yeah. for him, right? Wow. He is the big bad of uh, New Gods, if they decide to go that way in the movie. But they're getting that writer who simplified it, who brought all that down and distilled it to, well, you know, it's kind of a parody on Earth and it's fun and it's more of like a sitcom. They're getting that guy to handle that property. Mm. I am bummed out and scared. See, I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah. And that you guy, love the humanity. I do. And unfortunately, that guy is going to be leaving Batman. Uh, in January of 2020, they'll be launching Batman and Catwoman, which is the first spinoff with those two characters in particular, yes, obviously they're they're widely connected, and right. we've seen a lot of stories with the both of them. But the book itself is the Bat and the Cat. Uh, they have described the this the as when Garth Ennis did Batman and Robin, and it was Dick Grayson and uh, Damien as Batman and Robin. So it's it's a definite change in the character, and I think coming in twenty twenty, we'll see a real shift into what that means. Uh, but I'll tell you, I'm a little sad to see him go. I've loved what Tom King has done in Batman. And a lot of people, the outcry was he's being forced out. He's, you know, people were not necessarily gelling with what they were liking about his writing the Batman. I mean, when we did our episode, we, we came two weeks or a week after the marriage where literally Tom King had to hire security at Comic-Con. He was getting so many death threats about how he, quote-unquote, fucked up the wedding of Batman. Yeah. Now people are like, well, why are they taking him off it? Who knows? Maybe it's part of because he's moving on to this screenwriting career. Yeah, he's he's going to be co-writing New Gods with Ava DuVernay and also a creative consultant on Wanda and the Vision because he wrote that The Vision He wrote The Vision comic, in, in, yeah, which uh, is widely based Marvel on. Now, which he really enjoyed. Hmm. So I'm, I'm excited that we're seeing comic creators move into movies because I think yeah. that's great. If, if we're going to make movies out of these characters, why not hire some of these writers who are making these characters lovable to begin with? Yep. Uh, but... I'm a little bit nervous to see him go because the direction he has brought is so human and so grounded that who knows where the character is going to go after that. Mm. Uh, if I can talk comics for a little bit yeah. here, guys. Uh, so Jeff Johns, who has the, had the exact career that Joe just pitched, you know, he was a, a writer on comic books. He mm-hmm. came up with Throne of Atlantis. He's the guy we talked about on our Aquaman episode, oh, Go Back yeah. Readers, and came up with the entire plot line for that became president of DC Films for the hour after BVS before Wonder Woman. Now he is no longer that, unfortunately, but still screenwrites for the DC Universe, quote-unquote, where he is also editor-in-chief of DC Comics with Jim Lee. I mean, these are the guys who are plotting out the entire universe. So when we started this podcast, I recommended to you guys. This was a year ago. Keep in mind we're at 50 episodes, you know, mm-hmm. we're coming up on a, a year anniversary of this podcast. We were two issues in of Doomsday Clock, his quote-unquote masterpiece, Jeff Johns of Alan Moore's a follow-up to Alan Moore's Watchmen, right? Mm-hmm. That's the entire premise of it. Now, that was only supposed to run for 6 months. 
We are now going on two years, and we are two issues away from that series being wrapped up. We just wow. had issue 10 released last week. And now they're making the HBO follow-up. Now to they're Watchmen, making an is... HBO Watchmen. So wow. obviously it's in the zeitgeist. They announced that they're adapting two characters from Doomsday Clock, Marionette and Mime, into the Watchmen HBO series. Oh, wow. Very weird. Doesn't Very make weird. any sense. What sort of continuity are you trying to create? Also, if you follow those characters in the books, they're kind of like weird spinoffs of the Joker. Yeah. So having them added in is very confusing. I mean, it was essentially to give Rorschach action. So yes. to see them put in this is very weird. So let me give my whole spiel here real quick because yeah. I've talked to Joe off pot a thousand times of like, what is Superman's role in the world going forward for DC Comics, for DC Entertainment? In a world where Dr. Manhattan exists, what yes. is Superman's yeah. role? And when Jeff Johns was writing Doomsday Clock, he touted it as the man of inaction, which is Dr. Manhattan, mm -hmm. comes against the man of action. That's the original name of Superman, right? Action, action Comics. Comics. Ah, exactly. Yes. Um, we just had this issue 10 completely for the first time, the point of view of Dr. Manhattan. He comes to our universe. It takes place exactly after Watchmen, where he says, I'm going to go to a less complicated universe. He comes to the DC world. That's what he decides to do. And we see the fallout of 40 years of comic books since then written in this Doomsday Clock issue, where you see Dr. Manhattan himself manipulating timelines, manipulating the events of how Superman occurs in the 1954, or how he was introduced in the 1930s right. as the first Jesus. superhero ever introduced in comic books. Mm -hmm. He witnesses that event. We see his point of view in that comic of Superman lifting up the car, turning around, wearing the classic weightlifter trunks. I don't know, pretty fucking bold and interesting. Huh. And what Jeff John writes is, this is no longer the DC multiverse, this world. It's the DC metaverse. What changes here ripples through everything. Hmm. So wow. you're writing a comic book where you're not giving Superman a voice, really, but he's the linchpin of it. You're seeing someone observe him. Then you're seeing and saying that, like, anything that happens to him affects the rest of the DC world. But I live in the reality of there's no Man of Steel sequel. BVS failed. Uh, I don't know if you guys know any spoilers for Shazam. There's a Superman cameo in that film where yep. you do not see the face of the actor playing Superman. Yeah, you have no idea. Henry Cavill. You have there. no idea if it's Henry Cavill. I just wrapped up watching Supergirl, the CW series. Mm -hmm. You know, Season 3 just got added to American Netflix. I recommend you guys check it out. Sure. Where you see his storylines, The Red Sun, um, quest nice. for Peace, where Lex Luthor becomes the president. Even the fucking power suit. For, it, Lex for Luthor Lex. using the power suit. Um, everything. All being adapted to Supergirl. Wow. You see the end of the series where they set up the new villain, Leviathan. Leviathan was just introduced in Man of Steel comics, you know, action comics, where they haven't even given a name yeah, to, like, what it is yet. Like, Superman doesn't even know what it is. But still, for them to say, well, hold on, give that to Supergirl. What is his role going forward, guys? Like, is right. there a future for Superman? I think it's I don't really know. interesting what they're doing because it's it's the metaverse. So we live in a world where comic books have become, yeah. they have gone from niche to normie in such oh, yeah. a way that now it's not the metaverse, it's the metaverse. For readers who have seen this for a long time, they know it all, they've seen it all, yep. so let's give them a new spin on it. But for people just diving in, it's kind of this weird, like, 
Okay, well, I know that image because I've seen it. But but you almost feel like you have to give answers to those people who just have an ancillary knowledge of it. It's like, well, I know what Superman is. Okay, well, you do. Okay, well, let me – I have to process you knowing that, you knowing everything about it, other people coming in, and they're just – it's an interesting reaction that DC is doing right now. And from from that world to the world of Marvel Comics, I want to talk a little bit about Spider-Man Life Story, which is this book Mm. that they're doing really interesting – it's what if Spider-Man was bitten by a radioactive spider in the 60s and never died, never was rebooted, wasn't a perpetual child, okay. just kept moving forward. We're in the 80s now, and you're watching these pivotal moments like Craven's Last Hunt or the death of Gwen Stacy, and you're just seeing them through the lens of like, well, what if that character never died or never stayed young and just kept growing up with all of that. So it's really interesting that comics have essentially become a nice nod to people who have been reading them forever, but also an assumed knowledge for casual readers or casual audiences who, Jacob, you're not a comic book reader, but you like Spider-Man enough. I'm sure you knew that Gwen Stacy died, right? Yeah. Exactly. So you have people who are like, yeah, I kind of know the basics of comic books. Great power, Bruce Wayne's origins. Exactly. So how do you take those little moments and apply them into current running comics? And, you know, there's the the Golden Age, the Bronze Age, the Silver Age, the Modern Age. I think now, Colin, let's go ahead and coin it. We're in the Meta Age. Ooh, I like that. This is where comics have become so ingrained in pop culture Endgame is the biggest movie of all time soon maybe by the time we drop this podcast probably based Uh, on trends so they everyone knows these characters if everyone knows these characters how do we tell new stories with them in a way that acknowledges that everyone knows who they are already it's become our version of Greek myths even more than everyone's been saying it forever even since the books but the way it's really permeated general culture like there's an assumed knowledge achilles hercules like it's like yeah you know it oh spider-man oh, we're stuck yeah now. iron man yeah, batman you just know it yeah. so how do you retell these or recontextualize these characters and- so colin i'm coining that man you have uh the golden age the silver age the bronze age the modern age which is from like 1985 to present i'm gonna cut i'm gonna oh it's rung in <laughs> i'm gonna cut the modern age or the the current age off at like 2010 yeah and I'm going to call from 2010 to now the meta age. Where they We're say, these that. are comic books. We know how important these are to everybody. We know. And enough well, people we don't know what know they where are. We're going with them. And yeah. here's how we're going to twist classic stories that you know, like Craven's Last Hunt, and apply it to not only Spider Man's life story, which is a book going from Chip Sardeski, who's one of my favorite comic book writers. If you haven't read any of his stuff, check out Sex Criminals, check out Howard the Duck. The Spider-Man books he's writing, they're all great. Mm-hmm. But also you have uh, Spider-Man, the main line. The, the uh, book is currently in an event called Hunted, where it's basically just a reimagining slash retelling uh, of Craven's Last Hunt, where mm-hmm. you have these, oh, okay, well, I tried Craven's Last Hunt. It didn't work out. 20 years later, here's where I am. So we live in a world where like those stories matter so much and people who aren't necessarily readers but just have a common knowledge can comment on those in current books. I think it's really interesting and it just yeah. shows how important these characters have become in pop culture. And what's the question you get all the time? Where do I jump in? Do I want to read every Spider-Man comic? No. Joe, what you're saying now, go back to 2010, go back to 2015. These are the perfect entry points. You can jump in right there and... 
If you don't know it, they'll retell it. And if you're interested, they'll tell yeah, you. You're going to see it 13 times. Well, and they'll tell you in asterisks, yeah. Craven's Last Hunt. You can jump back and read it. It's all available on Amazon. It's available on Marvel Unlimited. There are 9 million apps and free websites. I don't recommend using the free websites because no. I feel bad saying that. But there, there are places to find these books. And there's a common knowledge that for, for, for Batman, for Superman, for Spider-Man, the X-Men, all of these characters mm-hmm. have jumping in points and they have essentially directories to reach back to the stories they're referencing, which you might have a bit of knowledge on just because you've seen the movies. I think that's huge. And like, you know, with now Spider-Man's getting hits, like the multiverse has been introduced even within the Marvel Cinematic Universe and even into the Spider-Verse was a multiverse. Like, so this idea of, like knowing that there's a Spider-Man and now here's six versions of that, like twisting things that people are already familiar with just because yeah. of the market penetration of these characters. That's and it's interesting I'm with the metaverse. They, it's interesting that they can introduce concepts like the multiverse and like into the Spider-Verse was super popular, like both with critics and financially. And, you know, the normies can understand concepts like, oh, these are from these are spider people from different universes. Yeah. It just goes to show yeah, that man. the shit that we used to think was too confusing to explain to normies yeah. really isn't. It's easy to make it mainstream. But and real then quick. another Spider-Man came from another universe. <laughs> if it's like, to be said, I, I understand that. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dog. I saw it. But real quick, isn't that evolution? Like when everybody says that, like people don't evolve anymore. We live in a time where, like, ten years ago, it was impossible. T- Tony Hawk said it was impossible for anyone to do a 360. The now ten-year-olds right. do that. Yeah. You know, five years ago, it was impossible for anyone to understand sci-fi concepts. Now our brains, we really well, it's like people have grown up seeing the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah. Then they watched Andrew Garfield, so they they're exactly. familiar. And like, how many times have we seen the Batman? You know, origin story. I gotta see like, it again. Every movie. I gotta <laughs> see it again, yeah. though. I These gotta concepts, see those so people get shot in the face. That people haven't seen before in the movies, and you can pull that from from deeper cut storylines. But also comics. acknowledge that people understand that already, and that's yeah. why I think it is the meta age of comics. Right. That being said, I did you read reference that in the, the shared new, knowledge in the new Batman, which we can talk about. Ooh. They are going to do the his origin again, so it's like obviously. Oh, really? That, so. Really? So we're on the cusp right now, readers. We just got the news that Robert Pattinson got Ooh. confirmed Ooh. as the Bat. Oh, I got a joke for this. Well, okay. he's a vampire. Okay, yeah. yeah, please hit us. Robert Pattinson is the worst vampire ever. Why? Because it took him eleven years to turn into a bat. Uh, hey. That is good. You almost that had good. it. That was pretty good. You had to have it. it took him eleven years to turn into a Batman. Oh, uh, but. <laughs> I'll give you full credit. Thank you. <laughs> uh, are you excited about that as a comic reader, Joe? Sure. I, I think he is a really talented actor. Yeah. I think the, again, talked about how I hated fans. People were like, he's from Twilight. Twilight's yeah. dumb. He's a good actor. You're you're hanging on Twilight no, more dude. than he is, man, because he has been doing he's independent moving. movies. Colin, he's have you seen the movie a music career? I've heard about it. Like this, this guy, this guy is wildly talented. I'm excited to see him take up the mantle. The only thing I hope they keep on to from the Ben Affleck universe or the Ben Affleck look is that suit. Please, oh, no way. Please no. keep me a gray suit. I don't no. want the all yellow black. Belt. Don't take it all back to the black bat. Right. No, no, that's no. not this how he looks. This is the one time that we've got the shot for uh, who Grant Morrison for the, uh, well, yeah, no. Let's say Jeff Loeb for the long Halloween blue. You know, that's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, I would the love the blue. Look. Or even like, like the rebirth suit. Yeah. Give me that purple cape. Yeah. Well, I would they love said that, that he's shit. Batman, but 
is he Damien? Is he Bruce? Right. Well, so oh, that's interesting, interesting because question, they have Mike. right Ben Affleck. He was the older, more world weary Batman. Now they're going back to a younger I Batman. Don't, I don't know what he was Batman wise, but <laughs> he yeah. was. Yeah. He was tired already. So is this he was bat- the best Batman in the worst Batman yeah. movies? Is what yeah. I would say. That makes some sense. And my question is: So is this Batman going to be facing off against Joaquin Phoenix Joker? No. Or is that just a one-off? Thing? The Joaquin yeah. Phoenix Joker is set in the past. That is a a that movie takes place, I think, in like the seventies. Well, let me or ask you guys like this: that. Here's a concept mm. DC coins you two, Mike and Jacob. Do you know what the term Elseworld means? Yeah. Okay. Just, That's kind of like it's kind of like a multiverse. Right? That is what DC calls their canon Spin-off in their tales. multiverse, right. exactly. And Which what again, you just people saw, who don't read the comic yeah. books, just knowing what that means because they have a yeah. basic well, knowledge. Well, of I know how there's this like Batman works. in medieval times well, or yeah, something. Sure, but even crazier, Joe, the normiest of all, the CW Arrowverse, their crossover this season had a episode called. Elseworlds. Elseworlds. Yeah. The whole crossover was called Elseworlds. Well, and you I got mean, that's and Supergirl isn't te- yeah. isn't a different universe than Flash. Like exactly. Flash has been doing multiverse for years, right? In the Earth show. Two, baby. We're getting all used to it. You know, it's on TV. It's on Netflix. It's in the theaters. It's everywhere. It's like Joe said, and this shared knowledge that they just assume that somebody knows what Batman is. Somebody knows what Spider Man is. There's no reason to right. keep telling it over and over. Again. Yeah, and just boom. But then again, they're doing his origin again. Where yeah, you see his parents. I'm not. I'm that. not positive they're doing yeah. his origins again because I've read, read that. I've read that, but also it's vague enough that I think Matt Reeves is just trying to tell a Batman Year One story. Yeah. That doesn't uh, necessarily mean that we're gonna see. Well, it's like the family at the theater. The family. Tom the theater, Holland yeah. Spider-Man. They they learn the lesson. We don't need to see Uncle Ben die again. Tony Stark is Uncle Ben. Oh, he does you know the what, same thing. You know what yeah, I thought true. of? That's but true. you know what I thought of? I thought this was a pretty good metaphor for you. You guys, we've all kind of been friends here for a long time. And even other people who have been on this podcast, think of your other friends and stuff like that. You have I don't had, have any. <laughs> well, Mike, you don't have any. And that's They're all on the pod. <laughs> you have yeah. had people in your lives, unfortunately, that you have lost. And yeah. while we have been friends... We have had people that we've lost together. The people that I met, let's say even Jacob, as for example, that he lost before we met, you never really talk about them. But the people that we shared together, that's a shared experience. So the fact that he's not every day like, Uncle Ben, like Uncle Ben this and that, we never saw Uncle Ben. It means nothing to you as a viewer. But it does. It means it for his character. But we see even better development to the person that we did see pass away. Colin, when you make a new friend, do you tell them your origin story? Uh, Not all the time. I say, this (laughs) is where I'm from. This is when I was bit by that shark. I'm Shark Man. No, I do like that Tony Stark is essentially the father figure for Spider-Man and him him dying in Endgame is very similar to I, oh, I like spoilers. That. Oh yeah, spoilers for Endgame. Sorry. If you're one of the three people on Earth yeah, who hasn't really, gone yeah. yet. In my village we have no Endgame. <laughs> Only Simple it's, Jack. Well, what about uh, Spider-Man Far From Home? Thoughts on that? Uh, shit? I'll just jump out right here. Hit baby. Will this be the first Spider-Man that hits a billion? We are seeing top projections post Endgame. Well, you have a habit of uh Predicting things are going to hit okay. a oh. Hold, on. Hold on. I'll rip this Band-Aid off, readers of this podcast. I told you on our Detective Pikachu episode, but I'll face down you guys as well. I said Detective Pikachu would make way more money than Endgame. That obviously turned out to be true. I'm a genius. <laughs> Has it made a third of the money that Endgame made? Well, that's it's an struggling to make $400 million. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. About, I would say about a third of it, yeah. Pokemon fans, where are you at? I'm here, but... show up? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so yeah. So no is the answer to that <laughs> well, question. I don't know if I would hit or shit myself. me, Spider-Man boys. I'm gonna say hit. Um, 
Obviously, it's a fucking Spider-Man movie. It is the end of this phase it's of the MCU. It's a weird Spider-Man movie. It's a foreign Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man we're going to take the worst villains you've got, and we're going to twist them and call them this. We're going to call them that. Well, I think I Mysterio, know. it's an interesting... Um, depends on. I think there's a couple of different ways they could go with him in the multiverses and all that, and I think there could be a twist. could be interesting. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Go. I love Jake Gyllenhaal, but at the same time, I don't think that the multiverse thing is real. I think this is all a lie. The character is known for lying. Uh, if it's not, it's worth noting that it's interesting. The world that he says he's from in the trailers is the world of Spider-Man UK. So that does exist in oh. the Marvel Universe. The the 8331, I think, is the universe he says he's from. It yeah. is the universe of Spider-Man UK. So, so that, that does exist. Well, here's what it's I real. That's the awesome. twist is going to be he sets himself up as a hero. The multiverse is real, but he was a villain in his original world. And he's he's going to act like a hero in this world, but then obviously he's a villain. It makes sense why he's in Europe if he's from that universe. Yeah. Where and all Spider-Man. the catastrophes. Which is also is, interesting. Yeah. He is yeah. illusioning these catastrophes. Definitely. Absolutely. That seems like the most obvious. You it's, know? It's, yeah. They live. He's wearing those glasses yeah. and he takes them off and he can see the reality and of the And he's situation. all out of bubblegum at that point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I think Spider-Man Far From Home is going to be a huge uh, homage to... Um, oh, what's the movie? There's a movie where a kid is a, abroad and gets taken to be a spy. It's not Agent Cody Banks. It's not Spy Kids. It's a kid. real one. <laughs> it starts Freddie Muniz. Yeah. Ah, um, <laughs> uh, yes. But I do think there's going to be a lot of uh, they live homages. I think Mysterio is a big liar. He's charismatic. We're going to see that come to life. Yeah, I'm excited to see it, it, though. It'll be a hit, but it's not going to be a billion dollars. I think we're coming off of a little bit of superhero fatigue with Endgame, but it's going to be good. It's the epilogue of this phase, essentially. You can't promise, once again, like we said with Phoenix, that it's all wrapped up and then say, or is it? (laughs) Right. Well, it's it's like the Marvel MCU is never going to end, but this is the end of a phase and then maybe the beginning of a new phase, right? Right. Well, we'll see what that happens in a year when we touch back on this. How about we go from the MCU to talking about our favorite thing, Marvel Ultimate Alliance and some video games coming up. Hey, yo, bad boys, we're back, and uh, we're here talking from the MCU to the kind of video game world, and uh, we can kind of open up with uh, this version of Game Game Corner. Game Corner. (laughs) All right, we'll rehearse that. That one didn't work as well as the other one. That's fine. Maybe that's got very sick. He threw up (laughs) after that. Sorry. Game Corner. So, as you all know, we're big fans of. Marvel Ultimate Alliance. (laughs) So if you want to buy me a Switch, we're running out of time because Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is coming in Fans are into Kickstarters and GoFundMes, so go fund Joe's Switch, and I'll get one too. Is it only coming on Switch? It's It's a Switch exclusive for right now. Now, beyond that, guys, they've announced it was partially developed by Nintendo. Oh, so So this is it. The final nail in the coffin is we're stuck. Yeah. Now... We also mentioned Crystal Dynamics. Square Enix has a Marvel yes. video game. There's some details coming out about that where they say it's four-player based as well. A lot of people are saying, is this just a polished-up, nicer version of Ultimate Alliance? Wouldn't it be Disney Interactive and Marvel video games to not communicate like they don't between the TV and the movies to two different companies to say that they are developing basically the same video game at the same time. Yeah. Hopefully we, yeah, not. We, we've seen Disney Interactive essentially 
you know, fall apart and just sell off all their properties. We have Star Wars games from E3 or uh, yeah, from EA. Yeah. So it makes sense that at, at E3, we're going to see multiple announcements and multiple, uh, you know, versions of different games from different companies. Oh, for yeah. the we Marvel sold universe. all the turkeys. Like and I mean, it's open season. Yeah. It's, it's back to what it was with the theme park rights, right? I mean, we had Universal oh, get the rights to Marvel, and now here we are. Years later, and we got a Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Disney World. Yeah, it's crazy. So what we have is essentially the Square Enix Crystal Dynamics game is known as Marvel's Avengers. So if anything, it'll be born polished. It has four player, but the roster will, I believe, be thinner than Ultimate Alliance because those have been known for like the deep roster of okay, all the different characters. Okay, but let characters. me ask you this because it's PlayStation and you just said Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. It's tied into Marvel's Spider-Man. I will see. I mean, remember when they announced Spider-Man before the the trailer even came out? They said that they wanted to create the MVU, the the video universe. Oh, right. They wanted to have these characters come to life, and we know for a fact that we're getting uh, Marvel's Iron Man a VR experience uh, through Oculus Quest, baby. Yeah, through PlayStation exclusively. That is a PlayStation VR game. The the Iron Man experience. That's going to, it has to be in the Spider-Man universe, right? Yeah. I mean, we've seen in that game, you have Avengers Tower. He makes jokes about them. That's all got to be connected. Yeah. And for all their missteps with Spider-Man, and we forgot to say on the last section, Jacob, you were right. Venom was a huge hit. Oh, yes. Uh, well, I just wanted to brag about this because, well, I said that, I kind of half ironically said that it would be good, like a good movie. Wasn't a great half movie. ironically. I'm pretty sure you called it the year of Tom Hardy <laughs> as you were talking about it. Half ironically, I've I've seen you do some weird stuff with Tom Hardy. <laughs> Everything yeah. I say is half ironic, but um, no, Venom. I loved it, and uh, I said I, it will be a crit- It will not. I was joking more about the critical success, but I did think it would be a box Financial. office and success. And like Joe said, like oh, it'll be this year's Fantastic Four. And I said, no, I think there is an audience for it. And, and I you think- were right, man. And it was I will not. eat my words on that. But that being said, it seems like Sony has been pretty strong with their video game side for the Marvel Universe. The Spider-Man game received high praise. They used the same font for PS3 as the Spider-Man movies from Sam Raimi. Like They've, they've been uh, holding it together. They know what they're doing. And it seems like if this all goes in that direction, how great would it be to have the experience of playing as Spider-Man, then you hit a button, and now you're playing the Iron Man version of the that game. Like, right. That's cool. If it's so Iron. polished. <laughs> but we're essentially pitching Ultimate, Ultimate Alliance 3, <laughs> which we're getting. And Colin, you have been sharing YouTube videos with me that have got me so excited to get that Switch that the fans are going to buy for me. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to play this game. Colin, you want to talk a little bit about the video teasers that we've seen and what characters are going to be involved? If Normies didn't check it out, Game Informer got exclusive rights to covering Ultimate Alliance. So mm. what they did for their weeks was gameplay videos and then character breakdowns where they literally did just two-minute, three-minute versions of, oh, my God, we get to tell you Kamala Khan's going to be in this. Let us show you every Kamala Khan video. Um, That's sick. I pointed out to Joe, unfortunately, they are going with the Ultimate Alliance 2 version of only having four moves per person, and there is no the variety of, oh my god, I've got this entire skill tree and slate where I'm you know customizing Those two are on each the face four buttons. buttons. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. unlike Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1, yeah. you can't build your tank version of Iron Man. You're just going to have those four movesets yeah. like we saw in Ultimate And Alliance I hate that too. because, okay. you know, I mean, the whole point of interactive play with four people where we're sitting down is like, well, 
Joe just played Captain America. I guess in this mission, I'll play Captain America. Oh, you want to oh, be able we're to doing build the same a, buttons, a, yeah. build a team, you know, and then go out and each you of you have your specialties. One person's the tank, one yeah. person's the support, whatever. And it's less like that, but Ultimate Alliance 2 is still one of our favorite video games yeah, of all time. So it's still exciting. Yeah. It makes its way into a lot of our episodes, so we could probably make that episode just by editing out every segment. <laughs> just, and just put we it don't in. even need to record now it. That I would love to see. It made its way into the Diablo episode, and that's what it is. The Dungeon Crawler. We're excited, though. I gotta, we got to get that Switch bot for Joe, and then I'll be next on the list. So <laughs> hope you got yeah, two of them. Switch, too, I guess. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> you get in line, son. We're busy. First, got to get Kit Harrington his sword, okay? <laughs> we got to get Kit Harrington that sword, Give me guys. a sword. All right, so <laughs> sword for Kit Harrington, Switch for Joe, Switch for Mike, Switch for Jacob. If you I'll can. take a replica of Needle from Game of Thrones. No, dog. You can't ask for two things. You I'll, get give one. You, I'll give you a needle, a regular <laughs> one. Um, other than that, video game side, I still have yet to play Sekiro. Like, I seem like the person who should have done it, but instead of getting Sekiro, I just started Dark Souls again. Oh, my God. So, I've heard of that game. I'm, I'm, so, really, you have not bought it. I thought for sure you'd be running right to that. It's a From Software. I mean, we know how much you admire that corporation. Yeah. And I do want to see Miyazaki. Japanese dog. I do want to see Miyazaki's take on you know Japanese lore and feudal stuff. Japan. It yeah, because like, he was yeah. so focused on like Western mythology or Western you know feudal knights and stuff. So it'd be cool to see him do it on Japan. But what I've understood is like that there's not like the replay value, like because there's only a certain number of builds that you can do. Like you play it once or twice, but like you can't like I'm going to be an archer now, or I'm going to be a magic guy, I'm going to be a melee build. Like it's, you're just one guy. All right, so I kind of want to start a fight based off of this game. Right? Okay, let's do it. So when this was released, there was a big outcry yeah. in the the uh, disabled community oh. because there's no option for any sort of difficulty setting, which is fair. Video games can do what they want, but the gameplay is so brutal, and there is, like you said, it's not like Dark Souls where the replay value is there and you can do it as different ways. Mm-hmm. There's only one way to do it. Yeah, it's and all the one way to do it is and, a lot yeah. of counter-based, a lot of button mashing, and if you're a disabled gamer, that gameplay style is not really conductive to, to play mm. with a standard controller. So other than... You know, like people have done with Dark Souls yeah. and playing on Guitar on, Hero, on or Guitar Hero, or Donkey, or Donkey Kong bongos, uh, you really can't do it. Right. So, uh, with that mindset in mind, with 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 thinking about it as uh, for the disabled community, mm-hmm. do you think that games like that? should have an option of easier gameplay or do you think it's like well that's not for well, you well yeah it's i'm i'm torn because yes. one part of my brain thinks of developer intent and obviously they're not designing the controller that Sony and Microsoft are putting out and luckily Microsoft does have that controller that has augmentable inputs so you they're can kind of do whatever you want yeah. we need more of that I don't think it should be oh, on, on the video game developer to consider that because at, at the end of the day it's an interface issue and they don't make the controllers so you think that should be on the big three Microsoft, Sony and Nintendo to, to well, have they the need controller. to be creating well, there's a Steam controller. There's the a Steam controller, but it's a, essentially a, a retelling of an Xbox uh, One controller. I have yeah. a Steam controller. I love it, but I'm you know you not disabled. Programmable. Yeah, I just think that should not be on the developer to consider that and give them an easy mode. Like we need to make gaming accessible from a hardware standpoint. From software is not making hardware, and like that's the bottom line as far as that's I'm fair. That's a fair yeah. argument to make. But the easy mode, as far as should we have it? No, I mean no. Yeah, that's not going to change the. 
difficulty. It changes how you react to it. If that's the issue that they're having with reposting and stuff like that, then yes, the controllers and stuff need to change. Yes. But you also need to, quote-unquote, get good. Because if the developer wants to teach you yeah. a learned behavior, they need to be able to do that. And if you can't do it... If you, you literally cannot yeah, do it, then that game is, that is not built for it's you, just not which built is for you, unfortunate. And that's also okay. But, I mean, maybe they should... I, I'm is against that not it. Fair. No, is that okay? Not At a $60 but now am I price point, right. shouldn't yeah. anybody be able to play that game? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I just think it's an interesting debate because we've yeah. done a Dark Souls episode. We, on that episode, go back and listen, readers. Yeah, it's the second you episode. Can, you can hear me struggle yeah, to trying try. to play it for the first the time. The very first level. It is a very difficult game. And as someone who plays a decent amount of video games, I could barely get through the first level. I took a one-year break from when I started it to when I actually oh came God. back to it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so so I understand where the disabled community is coming from. And I think it's worth noting that when the game came out, the big discussion became, should it have an easy mode? And diehard fans were like, well, get good, get good. But the reality of the situation is the people who are asking for that, it's because they have like chronic pain or, or disabilities that don't allow them yeah. to do the, the controller actions to begin with. Yeah. And then that, that's, said, that's a hardware thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like I've just now started a run of Dark Souls instead of getting Sekiro, it's known as a level one run. You play the whole game at level one. You don't ever power up your character. You just use whatever gear you can use with your level one stats. And that's how you're doing the whole game? The entire game. Possible. Wow. I beat Ornstein and Smo when I was Damn. in Houston. It took me 12 hours to do it. But I finally grinded it out and wow, I did congratulations. it. So I've created a self-imposed challenge on this. And like the difficulty in that game is like if you play as a mage, okay, you can sit back. But Sekiro doesn't have that. So no, Sekiro is, and I, it's I'm dying to play that game because when we played Dark Souls, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, Sekiro is essentially the same game, but adds in like oh, a web swimming app uh, and focus attribute. on parrying. Yeah, yeah, no more backstab, just parry. Um, and parrying is really the hardest mechanic in any oh, Souls yeah. game, Bloodborne too. Bloodborne 2, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of parrying, if I can pivot to the game I've been playing a Please. lot. Uh, it's a little game called Mordhau. Mordhau. Mordhau, M-O-R-D-H-A-U. And this is a game that's uh, currently still in beta. You can get it on Steam. Um, and it's essentially, it's a medieval combat, melee combat multiplayer game. So it's similar to a game came out a couple years ago called chivalry medieval warfare i was gonna say for honor that's also similar to for yeah, honor, for honor or mountain, yeah. mountain like, blade yeah. warband is another one that's like a single player kind of similar combat but so and this game has been very popular on the steam and a lot of popular with some streamers and stuff but it's 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 really fun and uh, if you like medieval combat and facing off against other people Having duels, that there's kind of a variety. Thing. You can use long swords, bows, maces. Oh, yeah, so many. This, this, is, this is Fortnite-esque, though. It's battle. No, uh, there is a battle royale, but the okay. main, the most popular play style is the big battlefield. It's called Frontline. So it's essentially, it can be like up to like I think like twenty-five on twenty-five or something like that. And it's just a big battle with with um, objectives that you have to capture, like points. And there's all kinds of different things. There's like ballistas that you can control you there's horses you can ride around on different builds you're dressed up like a knight you're on a team it's yes. siege based yes, like it's red that. versus blue Dude, so this awesome. is i mean it's it's essentially battle, battle of front, the game but with oh. yes game but of thrones with, or, it's the battle or, of yes Winter but it's all medieval yeah. weapons you, if you want to be an archer you can if you want to be a sword guy it's i want to be a, i want to be a bard 
And is this? Yes, bards are great. You can be run around with a lute and just <laughs> play songs. Oh, you can for real. For real? Absolutely. No. Wow. Okay. So it does bring in those RPG elements. Well, the lute doesn't really. The lute doesn't anybody. buff anything. You can it's just, just to it. raise morale. And there's <laughs> oh, okay. And the, well, it's funny because the community has come up with some unofficial rules and oh, sure. uh, killing yeah. a loot boy, as they're called, <laughs> is is the yeah. highest crime that you can commit. And Who both slayed my can... loot boy? Come out here, and face the loot me. boy. Because there'll just be guys playing loot, standing by the battlefield, just raising the morale. Mike, you got to get this game because that is exactly what you do in our D and D It's amazing. It works in Mad Max. Why wouldn't it work in the? Yeah, The worst thing you could do is attack the Doof Master. Yeah. Don't do that. Boy. And then um, I'm buying this. You know, there's all kinds of. It's, More it's to so have you killed a loof boy? No, I would never do so, something so dishonorable. <laughs> Although there is this one guy that I saw that was playing a loot, and then he would, you can also use the loot as a weapon, and he would go around dueling people with the loot and winning and killing people. You could people just hit him with it. And then just going back to playing. That's, That's a little You that loot boy. No, not me. I'm just a loot boy. <laughs> wow, the King. greatest armor. Um, it's an amazing game, though. It's really fun. Um, it takes a while to get in to get the control scheme because it's a very complicated control scheme. There's there's parries, there's reposts, there's chambers, there's all kinds of advanced techniques, and it's really about playing mind games with your opponent and getting them. Because if you parry, then you have a couple seconds where you get a free you can get a free hit on them. So you can try oh, to get oh them to parry too early. And there's yeah. like four buttons for you to drop your handkerchief and shame someone <laughs> as you get off your horse. Yeah. You hit a loot boy. I'm <laughs> going to get you now. <laughs> but if you awesome. ever played for honor or chivalry or, yeah. or anything I like for that, honor, yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. It's all about the angle of your blow too. There's there's and swipes and stabs. Getting those hitboxes. So, right. so you're playing this yeah. on Steam. Maybe this is an off-pod question, but do you know if there's uh, Steam controller support? Is that? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I think there is, but honestly, it, uh, keyboard and mouse is the optimal way to play it. Like it's, because it's, it's so it's built to be played on that. Like well, yeah, but everybody said that. Uh, you know, arcade sticks were the only way to play fighting games, and we've had people win with PlayStation controllers. Yeah, so whatever yeah, you're comfortable yeah. with, you can get good with. Sure, but I think most I people that play this Dance, use, Dance use keyboard and pads. Yeah. Dog. I've um, been playing Smash Ultimate on the 64 controller, by the way, guys. What? I got, I got adapters. That Did you, so, awesome. Mike, you have a Switch now? Is that No, um, Xkaita has a Switch. And does he bring it in to, to play with often? I got him the GameCube adapter for his birthday, and then I got an adapter to use the 64 controller on a GameCube. Uh, I like to use okay. the GameCube one. So I'm playing That's awesome. the newest version of Smash with the oldest version of the controller. To play Hell Smash. yeah, brother. I fucking I love, love it. it. <laughs> uh, so when we started this podcast, to tie it back to... Yeah. What we're doing here, this is episode 50. He's on PC. He's on PC, and when we started this, Mike and I both did not have gaming PCs, no, which we, we have since built yeah, you guys uh, are on my Steam for this. Now. Yeah. Colin, Steam you're the last buddies. one, baby. What are you watch, that We PC? watch our Star Trek. We play our Steam games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, right. you're the outsider. Oh, and, and just I, I did want to use this pod to like basically beg these guys to buy Mordhouse so I have friends to play it with. <laughs> well, I, I'm 30 bucks now. on Steam. Get it? 30 cool. bucks in beta? Yeah, yeah. But Ooh. you'll get all the alpha stuff later. You don't have to buy it's it It's great. Again. The maps are Copy. super detailed. Yeah, it'll be $60 eventually, but you can buy it for wow. $30 now. Oh, well, maybe the Steam sale, if you're listening, the Steam sale was Summer's leaked. Coming. And it's supposedly going to start on the 21st. So we'll Ooh, see. Oh, this wow. month, saving you should up get the, uh, the Steam sale going. But yeah, we both built our gaming PCs. I've been editing and... We're getting those out. We're getting the video essays out. I'm <laughs> yeah, telling you, folks. We got our YouTube page yeah. now. Well, yeah. and we'll we'll talk more about that towards the end of the Absolutely. episode. But sticking on video games, yeah. Mike, one that you had uh, sung the praises of. Yes. We had an episode on Mortal Kombat. Yes. Mortal Kombat 10 was, uh, 
your your selling point. Your baby is saying, guys, this is not done. This is great. This game is great. Since then, Mortal Kombat 11 has come mm-hmm. out to rave reviews. That's they are right. saying this is the best game in the series. And I'll tell you, this is the first one I might pick up. Yeah. Colin, do you know why? Have I you... do. I know the spoilers for the DLC. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a, a combat pack coming out. And... While it has not been officially announced, but with it got our leaked luck, on the Switch, unfortunately. Oh, it did get leaked, yes. so this is official. Yeah. Ash from Ash vs. the Evil Dead oh, will be man. a playable character in Mortal Kombat. Dog. That's enough for me, dog. That I can have a chainsaw and a boomstick. <laughs> and you bet your one-liners. ass I am picking up this game. Now, the game. second character. And Bruce Campbell will voice him, yeah. That's so. The reason he, I'm bringing yeah. this up is because I saw Bruce Campbell on Twitter. Uh, quote tweet the trailer for the game and said, oh boy, gee, I better pick this one up. And that was the teaser announcing that Spawn was going to be a character and that wow. there were two more secret characters to yeah. come. So my assumption, and Colin, can you confirm that that was leaked on the Switch then? Yeah, that was. Okay, um, so he's coming, and I am so excited. That yeah, is and awesome. Bruce, the chin himself, he's kind of notoriously um, about signing, you know, do not talk about stuff, um, that he has for a very long time been saying, no, I'm not in it. So that was the big... Yes, that's the confirmation. Very nice. excited about that. The second character, if I can spoil it for everybody yeah. here, is listed as Terminator. Now, what I wonder about that is, is that Arnold or is that literally just an endoskeleton? Like a big... I would assume They have it's, multiple it's, skins and a lot of them yeah. are nostalgia-based. So I bet you would have full skin Arnold, one eye Half Arnold. missing. Yeah, and then... Like, and we've already XO. gotten Spawn officially. Yeah. And character... We talked about in our uh, our Mortal Kombat episode, so go back and listen, readers. Nightwolf is yeah, coming to you. Mortal everybody's, Kombat everybody's 11. It's, it's everybody's back. It's like the, the Smash Ultimate. Everybody is here. It's yeah. like Jade is back. Nightwolf is back. Cabal is back. Let's get it. Cabal. And this is on the same Cabal. engine as uh, Injustice 2, which is a game that we have played a shit ton of, so yep. I am super yeah, excited to realms. get this. Now that they're they've got Ash in it, this is essentially the game we've been pitching forever, where it is horror icons against. Yes. Please add Jason and Freddy later. But for now, I am so happy to have Ash in because that's my main baby. That so is, is there, so awesome, baby. Is there any characters that on your dream list, if they could add anyone aside from who they've already added? Who oh, would... uh, Waluigi. I would oh, say yeah. Batman because I have one. it's Injustice. It's the same engine as Injustice. It's the same company that made those games. Right. I would like to see those characters ported. Starting with Batman and uh, their version of Nightwing. Like, well, here's my like kind of out of left field, uh, my out of field, left field choice that I would pick: John Wick. Put John Wick in the movie. Oh, that'd that's be such crazy. a cool idea. He, uh, this is in Fortnite. This is a weird take to say, but I feel like he should be in Soul Calibur if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like Soul Calibur would be the one to get him and Yoda, yeah. like Lake, John Wick versus like, Yoda. Yeah. yeah, that would be sick. He just disarms everybody. That's a great idea, Jacob. But, you know, in our Mortal Kombat episode, we had talked about how you were the only one who was still sticking with the franchise. Colin and I were kind of outsiders. I'll tell you, baby, adding Ash in there, I'm fucking all in. That is one of my favorite characters of all time. I cannot wait to play as him. And for other people that missed that kind of Mortal Kombat, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 roster, because in my opinion, that was like the last of the good ones, was when they brought in... Because Mortal Kombat 3 had a limited roster, then they brought in all the fan favorites... So you lost all those Mortal Kombat 3 originals, you know, like Cabal, Striker, and them. 
So they're here now. And we're you have back. like the throwback Scorpion outfits. And it's like you get the nostalgia. So even if you were a Mortal Kombat fan, fell off. It's all here. And you get Ash. So check it out. This was brought to you by uh, Nether Realms and Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> yeah. Hail to the king, oh, baby. It's getting great reviews, though. So yeah, definitely. Um, And I watched the whole story mode on YouTube. The story is like really sick. It's like. I heard Ronda Rousey is a really bad acting in this, though. Like, she plays like. Um, oh, she plays Sonya Blade? Yeah. Mm. She's like, wow, really bad I did not know that. Uh, I didn't really even realize. Yeah. But I'm, I'm again, cannot emphasize enough the fact that Ash is in this game. Ooh. That and uh, Dead by Daylight. Is that what that game is called? Because they just added Ash and uh, a bunch of other horror icons to oh, that really? game. Get as the well, Ash verse out here. One. Um, anything else on the video game side that we're excited about this year? Anything that's coming up? Really, like, I just want Ultimate Alliance. I'm looking Which we're getting. To, yeah. Uh, the main game I'm looking forward to is Cyberpunk. Uh, yep, that's true. Oh, yeah. CD Projekt Red. Yeah. 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 Yep, that'll I got to say, I'm with you there, Jacob. That'll be a great one. Yeah, and Game of Thrones Conquest now on mobile. <laughs> <laughs> and these are games that potentially we'll do episodes on in the future we're super excited about all of them uh ultimate alliance 3 i mean we have to do an episode we've talked about ultimate alliance so much yeah, what to a, not do an episode with that what a shame exactly. to put the listeners through that no just make them wait for it we're, we're <laughs> definitely gonna be playing that together once you buy joe his switch anyway, so do it do it now right. do it now We're back. Oh, I wasn't ready. No, we're no. back. <laughs> we're leaving that in. <laughs> we are definitely back. We're definitely back, and we're wrapping up on our 50th episode. And I got to ask you guys, we've been talking a lot. We haven't talked all of like repeating of the 50 things we've talked about in the past episodes. But when we do the hundred wrap up, what what do you think we're going to be talking about on then? My funeral. We're going to be. <laughs> oh, gonna don't be, you dare! It's going to be at Jacob's funeral. Yeah. I'm going to be like, oh man, I can't believe how well the Sonic look turned out. Like they <laughs> made him green. Sonic which was made a very six point five billion dollars. <laughs> well, yeah. The Sonic verse really paid off yeah, in the yeah, thirtieth yeah, yeah. movie. Yes, when I'll Biggs the Shadow cat really played it all. Post cred scene. The yeah, I like that we think a hundred episodes is, is like. 20 years in the yeah, future. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's after, you it's know, internet. It's literally 50 It's after that bill passes now. and we can only release one a year. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> uh, obviously listeners of this podcast, reach out to us if you have recommendations for God. I want something in that next 50. I hope they talk about blank. I'll, I'll say on here, I've been pitching to these guys off pod. We've done a couple Legends episodes where we talk yeah. about actual characters. Video we game icons, Lee, comic icons. King. I want to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger. I want to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger so bad, guys. He just got cast in that uh, weird... Terminator. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's he's got new Terminator news. That weird guy tackled him. He seems fine from that. And uh, he just got cast in that uh, a remake of of Kung Fury Two. You you know that weird yeah. like eighties. Yeah. No idea thing. what the fuck that's. What gonna is be? that going to be? Fassman exactly. Can we talk a little bit about since you brought it up? That guy drop kicked him, and it meant it nothing. Meant Arnold said he felt bad for the guy. <laughs> yeah, who hit him. I'm sure because he put he full out <laughs> fucking drop kicked him, and Arnold takes two steps forward. Just no sold it. <laughs> that, that is that is what that meant to him. Uh, I'll go ahead and confirm that. Yes, in the next 50 episodes, we will do an Arnold Schwarzenegger Woo! highlight. There's so many. There's Because I think what we did in the first 50 is we kind of... Um, and, and then we're going to start the new 52 because we have 52 weeks Ayo. from this point. Um, we kind of <laughs> went around and did generalities. We did the broad strokes of Star Trek. We did the broad yeah. strokes of comics. And we did dive in a little bit on like Mario or... 
Stan Lee. We did four or episodes on Superman. Star Wars. I'll tell you guys that. <laughs> yeah, right. I like the new Fifty Two. Right. So I think we will have that more focused approach. Like I would love to do a Bruce Lee episode. Oh, dude, I love that. Okay, you know? so we're talking highlight episodes. Normies, if uh, yeah. that excites you, please go on Instagram. Click that button that says email and drop us a fucking note. It is that easy, and we are here to listen. Oh, yeah. us, I yeah. want them to do episode. Enter the Normies. We will not be doing it. <laughs> no? <laughs> It'll be called the sure. Or as I, what you, I believe you actually said was it's the year of Jude Law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Who yeah, appeared in like was. two it movies was. that year. If yes. you want us to do the Jude Law cast, let <laughs> yeah. us know. I want to go around, and I want to ask everyone, yes. on our 50th episode, do you have a favorite? And what is that? And I want to start with Jacob. I mean, you've been on a lot of episodes. You generally listen to the ones that you guest on and no others. So no, I listen. essentially <laughs> an honorary host, right? Yeah, we yeah. Can yeah. Knight you that. Thank yeah, you. we Thank shall you knight you. you. Will you bend the knee? Uh, yes, I will bend the knee. King of normies is. Uh, We're whatever. all the king of the norms. Yeah, you're the, you're the triad of the normies. <laughs> the triumvirate Dude, of norms. I'll follow you right there. I have recommended off pod to friends and family who say, "What's a good pilot to get into?" I think that first Game of Thrones episode is fantastic. If you want a knowledgeable guest like Jacob, oh sure, yeah. yeah. If it's just has hanging out as hosts, I always recommend the Ninja Turtles episode because I feel like that's <laughs> where we gonna, kind of you stole found my our answer. Colin, but, you yeah. stole my answer hey, as guys, well. Guys, yeah, that's where we're sort of getting our groove um, going on this podcast. Recording the Ninja. Ninja Turtle episode was probably the most fun I ever had with you guys. We had pizzas waiting yeah. for us. We had after pizzas record. waiting. It was. It was. I think it was. It was it your birthday or yeah. my birthday? I think it was your birthday. Was yeah. it my birthday? Okay, so it was one of those where like we were drinking beers, recorded the podcast, had pizzas arrive the second we finished. Oh yeah, couldn't have been more fun. The ending bit where we're talking about like. Oh, we're rats and we like chili dogs. Like yeah. that shit made me laugh so hard. Forever. I've listened to that multiple times. And the, uh, for me, that is a, a must listen for our dynamic, right? Sure. Yeah, that was super great. I like the uh, the Aquaman episode. Um, I think that was a good one. For oh, we got a new permanent guest. Yeah. 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 My man. My uh, Mike, man. when I started to finally catch those ones after that and hear the the put in that you would do at the end of Aquaman, every <laughs> every time it makes me smile. <laughs> yeah, every time, brother. I feel like we might get a new one soon. Hell yeah. I think we might get the King of the North. <laughs> no, <laughs> Cal Drogo come in. The Who's King this clown over I, here? I'm partial to Mario because... Being a part of the mess. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll hey. rotate him through. Oh, uh, yeah. Calder, talk, 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 yeah if we, could, we should get Jon Snow as a recurring character. And he's, I don't want it. No. I don't want to be on this I podcast. Don't want to be the king. my queen. I don't want it. So, Mike, Ninja Turtles, yeah. Aquaman. Uh, Any of Game the hitter Thrones. shits, you know, where it's we just Game do the general yeah, predictions. Well. You know, every couple ten we try to do those for you guys, where it's just yeah. us hanging out like this one. Yeah, I'm looking through one of our, you know, some of our most popular have been Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil, Resident did really Evil. well. Which we're we're shocked beaten. by that, guys. Yeah. yeah, our number one download. Well, we like, love that. It's like a billion dollar franchise, but it, like the movies are so bad, you don't think that. Yeah. But, it, but it's true. Like it's global. Like everyone yeah. got and on that. Get ready for this Halloween because we're gonna have a full month for you again of great spooky and scares coming in October. Oh yeah, there's all a bunch of spooky stuff coming. I like October. That's a good time. We do the holiday specials. Oktoberfest. Yeah, and then yeah. beer drinking too. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's June right now, guys. We're probably going to be talking about E3 to you guys. We're probably going to be talking about Comic-Con. So keep coming back here for all your news and knowledge, baby. And we'll have a lot That's more right. updates this year than we have in past years. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I'll be at Comic-Con Wednesday through Sunday yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. So I will be there the entire time, definitely bring back some fun stuff for you Tweet guys. out any good photos, random stuff you see that might be cool. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I'll tell you, if you're going to be there and you want to meet up, let me know. I uh, I would love to get to know some Normies fans. Absolutely. 
And I'm just I'm just amazed. Fifty episodes, we made it all the way through without missing a beat. Proud of everyone. I'm Jacob, just trying to think of anything I've committed to for fifty times. I boy, I don't know. <laughs> this I'm is proud of you guys. Yeah. I'll tell you, when we look forward to a hundredth, I can't wait to hear how Colin loves DS nine and how some <laughs> yeah. of his favorite characters That's have right. come into mind. That's, That's true. Right. I really love Odo. <laughs> yeah. When I give the opening fifteen minutes of the episode of like, well, when I got into Enterprise <laughs> Colin will have read it. I have yep have read joe will have read it because oh, yeah. i gotta get on That's that right. yeah you'll have read that i gotta read um season of the wolf yeah oh yeah yeah the werewolf that oh yeah My uh, we'll all have more how and i, I everyone really... buy more how yeah. <laughs> arc arc well, evolved. I'll be playing, and i want to get into um we had talked a lot about about the the god squad doing a anime verse uh comics or manga verse comics yeah episode. it's a big debate really want to make sure we get that one in in the next I 50 that, that's man. a big one for me my yeah. plan is to keep watching star trek i want to catch up on discovery uh, i want to catch up on the orville and you're going to be watching picard by the time we get yeah, around to this picard like, hopefully that's, that's good yeah mm-hmm. and this just goes to show you normies when we started this podcast a year ago, Mike had never watched Game of Thrones. Jacob had never watched Star, Star Trek. Trek. And you can you can find a whole new fandom to be obsessed with in a year. Hopefully, we can guide you along the way. Yeah. Whatever's niche to Normie, from us to you, with love, your boys, the bad ones. Yeah, the Normies like us. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been Normie host Colin. Normie host Mike. Joe. And this is uh, official guest host, Jacob. Hell yeah, brother. Thank you. Hell yeah. <laughs> My man. Thanks for coming on, guys. We, we appreciate here. it. Normies, thanks for checking us out. Reach out to us on all socials at Normies Follow Like Us. Follow me on Twitter, uh, J-E-B-E-L-72. Um, get all my spicy political takes. Follow Nick. Joe on Twitter. He's doing a bunch of cool toy news right now. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff coming from... Uh, Entertainment Earth and and Joe Asta. So both of those go ahead and follow. Yep. And coming next week, Godzilla with a special Cobb's Corner. See you next time. Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. 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 Around.